0: to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen. I am joined by Mr. Ultra David, Mr. Tubaware. How you guys doing? I'm
1: doing fantastic. May the force be with everybody. I'm Additionally, doing it's well early way. May. What's going on, Tubaware?
2: I'm doing a very well. Eat it, Casmer. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, what? He's <laughs> doing editing now, so he can eat it. Yeah, oh, hey, he's that. just telling okay. good old
1: Casmer, who's our editor these days that he can honk off. Yeah. Nice work, nice work. Here's what we got for you all today. You can see this on the side here. I can't believe all those words fit. NRS and Bandai put out a statement saying that WePlay won't be able to do stuff with their games anymore, we'll talk about that. Some players have had injuries, we'll talk about that as well. Capcom unbanned Seroblast. We'll have an interview with Kizzy K that I'm excited for, as I know the rest of these fellows are as well. We're going to yeah. have fun 5-5 five, five matchup topics for you all. We got some other game news. There's actually significant other community news to talk about. Some fun tournament results. And then we have a gaggle of UCTV bail- mailbag questions today. Gaggle. A gaggle of them. A we gag- got a murder of them. Dang. Okay. A whole rucksack full. Correct. I don't know what you just said, but I like it. A rucksack. It's what they say. In a the rucksack. Word. That's right. When you're carrying it around as you're carrying your bindle as a hobo in the <laughs> 1910s. Uh, let's start by talking about Bandai and NRS's statements with respect to WePlay. So, as a little bit of a background here, WePlay has had tournaments in Ukraine that are extremely high production. And they've been using NRS's Mortal Kombat 11, and they've been using Bandai Namco's Tekken and Soul Calibur 6 for those events. Um, and they also have a sponsor in 1xBet that we've talked about in the past that's pretty shady and <laughs> seems to have been doing some illegal stuff and mm. maybe its founders are wanted criminals. Mm. Um, so, that's, so that's a bummer. And then the the last of their events was now a couple of weeks ago. right? We talked about it. Again, really good production. Everybody who went there, all the players, said that they had a good time. Uh, that was the case for each one of the events that they ran. Well, now, a couple weeks after that, Both NRS and Bandai Namco put out statements that were really similar. I'll read them for you because they're short. About the same
2: time as well, right?
1: Yeah, at the same time as well, yeah. yeah. (laughs) NetherRealm Studios is constantly striving to foster the best esports tournaments for our dedicated fans and community. Due to differences in vision, we will no longer allow our games to be utilized in WePlay operated esports events. And then Bandai's was... Bandai Namco Entertainment is constantly striving to deliver the best eSports <laughs> tournaments and events to please our players and fans. Due to differences in vision and professional standards, we will no longer be looking working with WePlay as an eSports tournament organizing partner. So, like Tubbo said, those came out at really similar times. They're very similar statements. I mean, it, it seems to me like maybe they coordinated on this. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you think? It, Probably. it definitely gives off that appearance. Yeah. And, uh, so as far as as, so far the, as the, why the, right? they didn't give like an mm. explicit explanation, yeah, they, they, there's no explicit explanation. I think I think the best that we can guess is the one X bet maybe a big part of this. There were also uh, there was an instance where they took the character model or like made a new one somehow of some of the characters and had them do like kind of some silly or right. dumb well, things. Like what? For example. They had you didn't see any of these, huh? No. So they had Scorpion and Sub Zero like playing a guitar, and the other one was singing and like doing like funky dancing. It was, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, they also had the weird
2: alternate reality stuff with Sonic Fox too.
1: Yes, they had they had, had the weird alternate, um, <laughs> not, not alternate reality augmented, <laughs> reality, augmented reality, yeah, yeah, yeah where where Shiva like interviewed Sonic Fox after Sonic Fox won, and it was like real awkward and weird, and then for the Bandai stuff, they had a scene where Ivy was doing, like, a basically a pole dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically a pole dance. And
2: I thought you were a Soul Calibur fan. You didn't watch the, the Soul
1: Calibur...
0: So, I, I was watching all the replay stuff and I've been skipping between everything oh, and going okay. straight to the matches, yeah. so...
1: Okay, yeah. This yeah. was actually before. This was before the actual tournament started. They, they had a DJ each day, like, playing uh, a DJ set.
3: Oh, okay, and, okay, okay. And okay. Ivy
1: was... Was dancing to that and then there was I mean there was also a situation where they showed like a will be back screen or something like that and that screen had uh, what appeared to be Ivy taking a shower in the back and you couldn't like see it but like you know she's behind a behind a curtain and like it's definitely Ivy like taking a shower there. so oh, I don't know all, all I can do is speculate as to why this may have happened Nobody, <laughs> there, nobody has said it publicly as far as I've seen So anyway that's the speculation. Uh, what did Shiva sound like, 16-bit asks. Yeah, kind of like a deep voice. I mean, kind of how you would expect. Kind of similar to the game, to be honest. But yeah, uh, it was it was augmented reality Scorpion jamming out to some song. It was like an 80s song. I, anyway, I thought it was funny. But.
2: Generic 80s song.
1: Generic, absolute generic 80s song. I don't know why for sure. These are just my speculations. I don't know if you guys have ideas as well.
2: I don't know. Get I mean, I'd like to over the hope here. That, Get over like here. The, anyway. <laughs> I'd like to hope that uh, 1XBet was part of the reason they bailed.
3: Mm.
2: Um Because 1XBet is super shady. But, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. There's 1XBet is involved with other esports and things like that, and they don't seem to be getting upset about it. So I, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that they did something, I guess. Like, yeah. I didn't really enjoy that one was sponsoring those events. Yeah. Um, again, that doesn't mean if you wanted to hire me, I wouldn't fully support it <laughs> at that point. <laughs> uh, but, no, but, yeah, like, seriously, like, it, it seemed shady, so I'm glad that they took a stand. Yeah. Look, it,
0: it, it's tough, right, because a lot of these esports organizations – they want to use fighting games as a way to kind of get into the esports door because it's a cheaper way to do it, et cetera, et cetera. However, they also want to try to one-up everything that the FGC has done before. I mean, we saw some of that attitude already, you know, with with you know people saying, oh, we're going to blow the door open on FGC production and stuff. And so, you know, you got to find people to give you money to do that. And it seems like they were willing to go with uh, a shady organization, which kind of sucks. So, uh, yeah, um, it's a tough road. Like, honestly, like, obviously, you don't want to partner with groups like OneXpet. So glad that these companies pulled out of there. But man, it's just like, that's what makes trying to grow the scene so hard.
1: Yeah, I I do want to say, as some people are saying in the chat, WePlay has been around for um, many years at this
0: point, Mm -hmm. and they've
1: done Dota and Hearthstone, to my knowledge.
0: That's why I specifically said FGC. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's why I specifically said FGC, because most of these companies that would sponsor something like Dota and stuff like that have reasons to, because they'll get the numbers. <laughs> but, uh, when it comes to FGC, they're not going to get those numbers. So if they want the money to sponsor an FGC event, it's going to be a little bit harder. So.
1: Yeah. I think that probably is true. Uh, I mean, yeah, look, I don't, I was upset that they were being sponsored by one expat. Uh, it's not that I care like super much that it's gambling. I think that's not really like my issue with right, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's that it's like this illegal criminal enterprise yeah <laughs> um, so uh, if if the goal here is to be like look we play we don't want to be associated with one expat then i understand but i also feel like it would be have been nice if they had said that publicly maybe they said that internally i don't mm. know but at, at least publicly leaving us to be like well was it the one X bet situation or like, was it like one of these other right. things or whatever undercuts it a little bit in my view. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get it. I get if, okay, presumably this is the reason if it is, I totally understand. Uh, it's not something that I would want to be involved with, with either for sure. And we, we've talked about one X bet and it's, and it's, and it's history and how it's, yeah, it has all these problems. We talked about this in, in an earlier episode, I just wish that there was a little bit more clarity on, on what the reason was. Yeah. That's all. I think yeah. that's my yeah. only yeah. issue with this. And,
0: and, you know, honestly, if WePlay just came out soon and was like, we are no longer using one as a sponsor,
2: that's it. Great. You know, like, perfect. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what I thought was more interesting was WePlay's response. Okay. Which okay. seemed rather unprofessional. And okay. they said... Uh, just wait and see. We're going to show you. We're going to do more FGC stuff. and kind of, They're real cocky about it. And they what? said something along Whoa. the lines of, we were just trying to give the FGC the events they deserve or something like that. Like, we don't already have amazing events.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll read it for you because it's pretty short as well. WePlay has always strived to raise the standards in every tournament we put together by delivering the highest quality events, using innovative production techniques, and providing the best conditions for players and talents alike. With WUFL season one, we put together one of the most memorable FGC tournaments today, approved by both Bandai and NRS. Our goal was was always and still is to provide the community with a world-class event that everyone can enjoy. The news received today caught us by surprise. Since WUFL began and after the event finished, we tried to discuss the future seasons, go over feedback and address the first seasons with both NRS and Bandai, but have had no response. Our vision and dedication to the FGC have not changed and we will continue to move forward by making amazing events and content that the community deserves so pre- pretty short um i mean the the takeaways for me in this i think were that they said approved by bandai and nrs i think the yeah. intention there is to be like look you guys said this was cool right yeah. and <laughs> and without statements from nrs and bandai namco it's like hard to hard to know really like what that what that means what that entails what did they approve did, did they approve like the fact of can you run a tournament sure or like did they get into the weeds of like what was cool in this event? It, just,
2: it, it comes off to me know. like they're challenging NRS,
1: mm. and yeah, yeah,
2: to say something. Like who does that? Like usually when a company like that makes a statement and it's very vague, the response, if there's one at all, is usually also very vague. Like thanks for the opportunity, hopefully we're good together in the future, blah blah blah, move on but they kind of challenged them and they were like, we're going to keep doing this. And okay, I, I guess, I don't know, man. It just, it come off, it came off as very unprofessional and cocky to me, but maybe I'm just reading too much into it. I'm just trying to think. I
1: think, I think that's understandable, especially with some of what James talked about and like how, you know, some of what James Banks said earlier um, before he like, I guess my understanding is ironed that stuff out with people who talked about. Um, that, I, I I think that's an understandable reading for this. Again, like, I wish that this had also talked about what's up. Like, in their response, they must, they they know, they must know that one bet is the likely cause of this, right. right? Like, there's, that can't be a mystery to anybody. I'm ass- I'm, again, I'm assuming it is, that that's the reason, but, like, I feel like that's just, it, it's probably right. Yes, uh that's what I would imagine as well. So, why wouldn't they talk about it as well? Or just... Uh, I mean, as a lawyer, I know that there are situations where like, you sign a contract right. and you can't back out of it, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they sign some agreement with 1xbet where it's like 1xbet sponsors them for a while and WePlay doesn't have the ability to back out. But I will say that most commonly in contracts that I see and that I write, the sides have the ability to back out if the other side's really making them look bad. It's called a morality clause and it's pretty mm. standard in stuff like this. So if, if the other side turns out to be like a racist app and is just out there on Twitter saying awful stuff, you can back away, right? I don't <laughs> want to be associated with this. That's very common. And I would I would think, I would hope, I guess, that that kind of thing would be at play here as well. But I, I don't know. And the fact that 1xBet also sponsors ESL, you know, e- yeah, e- ESL's out there, doing some other stuff, and I, I haven't seen them actively promote 1xBet in the way that WePlay was doing, but, like, I think the argument for, for 1xBet here is, like, they're trying to make things happen, they sign contracts, they're just trying to get involved in esports, and, and they probably don't want WePlay to, to get away. I don't know. I, all I can do is speculate. I wish that WePlay that we would, would back away from them, though. I mean, really, as we mm-hmm. talked about before, that's not something that I want to be associated with or that the scene wants to be associated with.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of straying from this a little bit, this topic of one Bet, but, you know, kind of going into that whole statement that, you know, Tuboware was saying, like, it sounds kind of like they're challenging and everything. You know, one of the questions that I always like to ask myself, honestly, is, you know, people are always like, oh, dude, you know, we want to see better production values, but then whenever a fighting game tournament has the DJ segment or when they do something like that, people are always like, this is useless. We just care about the matches. Don't show any of this stuff and blah, blah. I'm curious what, and we don't even have to answer this or discuss this or maybe we can even save it for a 5-5 five, five next week or maybe an impromptu one today. But what do people actually want? Out of like production or something when they say I would like to see I want to see fighting game tournaments have higher production instead of being grassroots I mean is it that they like the little stadium the little the, the the arena with the little screen that falls down and has the video on it and everything like that? Do they like dancing pole dancing Ivy?
2: I mean like here's here's the the first mistake here James. You read twitch chat. <laughs> Just don't. What Twitch do you mean? Means nothing, man. If matches are happening, people are complaining about the matches. If there's a DJ on, they're going to complain about the DJ. People in Twitch <laughs> chat are just—they're just, just going to complain,
1: man. Not, Not like, the current know. one. Everybody's yeah. cool in that ultra. chat.
2: Everybody in this chat, absolutely perfect. Right. But see, but all the be-
1: other Twitch chats.
2: Right. I mean, that, theoretically, yeah, but
0: I mean, I, I there definitely is a lot more vocal disgust with you know un- unneeded musical acts and everything like that you i remember you were very critical for example of the the pocket ko challenge that was at you know capcom yeah. pro tour and stuff like that so there's a lot of pushback against these kind of things and you know if let's say the Hado got Rick got like gobs of money. What do people actually want to see? (laughs) That's the question. You know, what is it that people actually would like to see? Uh, Just a cooler set, you know, more effects. Uh, That's just really, I'm just curious. Because, you know, I can just imagine that somebody would be like, here's these cool effects, here's all these cool things, and then people would be like, why would you spend money on that? Why didn't you just put the money towards the pot? You know? (laughs) I'm just curious to see what people actually want.
1: Well, I'm not really sure, but I can tell you that I saw comments on Twitter and the like that were like, I can't believe, speaking to NRS and Bandai, I can't believe you guys cut ties with weplay cuz like that's all that was keeping your game alive. It was <laughs> those were the best events and yeah, now that right, they're not yeah. going to be there like mm-hmm. just real stupid stuff, real stupid <laughs> stuff. I know that for I mean the game of these three that I follow the most is is MK. There are m- more than one tournament every single night. More than one. Like mm-hmm. it's very common that the players DQ themselves From one event to play another or like hold up one to play another like it's happening all the time there's so many events i i know that there are at least several for tekken and for caliber as well like i know i can think of at least a few for both of those so these are games that are they're doing okay like they are absolutely not dying and it (laughs) but i i also saw some takes from a couple of the players who did go to we play who basically said that you know aside from like whether it's keeping the scene alive. Their their competitive drive isn't the same if there's not like in person play if there's not money on the line and we play had those two things and so they felt that it was like one of the few situations lately where they've really been able right. to get into it mm-hmm, sure. uh, which which I, I I get I get that feeling well you know anyway
2: hopefully by the end of the year you can have more of those situations here in the States and not have to go to Ukraine with the invite of 16 people or whatever, you know, hopefully we can have real events. That'd be nice.
1: I mean, the thing that I want most out of this is just, for for me, the ideal situation is we place like, all right, everybody, sorry that we were doing the one X bet thing. That was our bad, bad mistake. Like whoever made the bad choice, yada, yada, we're not going to do that anymore. And then I don't know if that makes NRS or Bandai say, okay, you can have our games again. I like. I have no idea. Well, but I mean, that's what I hope they would do at least.
0: It seems like if that was what We Play was willing to do, then Bandai Namco and NRS probably wouldn't have put out that statement. How much you want to bet they talked to We Play and We Play wasn't backing
2: down. Well, We Play said they reached out and Namco and, and NRS didn't respond. Oh, well, yeah, it's true. They're they they challenging that. them, right? Trying to get them to say. 1x bet like they want that public confirmation I think it's really weird it's like hmm. they're puffing their chest out like what are you gonna do and the answer is Bamco and NRS are gonna do anything cause they don't care
1: yeah I mean ultimately it's under their control I think there's a separate question that we've talked about in the past that I won't get into too much but like should publishers have the ability to prevent other people from playing their games in tournaments I don't know that seems like a huge bummer but that's the law certainly that is the law and it's they the have law. the ability to control that. Yeah. So it's it's their call, ultimately, no doubt about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Anything else to say about this one? Nope. All right. Well, we move <laughs> on, then. I mean, I just, I, yeah, I don't have, like, a satisfying conclusion to that, either, because it feels like it's up in the air to me. But. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Look, move
0: on. FGC, as we've mentioned many times, we've had our share of shady uh, tournament organizers. I talk to Arturo about this all the time. <laughs> FGC is already so wary about things, and I think we're a little... Um, like, those of us who have been here for a while, we're definitely more hypersensitive to it. So, you know, moving away from anything that has to do with when X bet, I think, is uh, is probably a better idea in the long run. So... Absolutely. All right, let's start the timer over again. Let's go.
1: All right, so yesterday, a player named Ominous in the NRS scene, he's been around for many years. He was a really strong player. Hasn't really been doing too well, and in fact, not even competing uh, for the last you know couple years. And he hadn't talked about why that was publicly, and he finally did. He put out a twit longer and basically talked about how he's got arthritis And he's a young guy, but like has arthritis and that's prevented him from being able to play too much. You know, he has, it, it hurts. He doesn't want to keep doing that to himself. Like it's just not really compatible with, with playing and competing really well. Um, so that was, that was unfortunate. Once that came out though, a couple of other players said similar things. This kind of like gave them the like, you know, strength to announce something that they had been dealing with. So splash who's another m k player uh he said that he has been dealing with carpal tunnel with you know shoulder and joint issues himself and so that's something that he's been backing off like of. uh, also a young guy i think he's twenty three like these are these are young folks jeez man uh and then forever King who's been in the scene for you know, a decade basically since m k nine has been <throat> been strong yeah definitely he has kind of has He was a top player, right? Yeah, he's one
0: of the best ones. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. But for the last couple years, it has not been that way. And And he said that the cause of that is his own physical problems, right? His own sort of joint carpal tunnel related, arthritis related issues. And that in Injustice 2, he already felt it, but... It was a legacy game, and he played Batman, which is a legacy character from Injustice 1. So he didn't feel like he needed to grind as much to like learn how to compete and how to be good. And so he was still good in that game. But when MK11 came out, which is really quite different than MK's before, with some new characters, and many returning characters are like really different than before, right. um, he he didn't feel that way. So he, he the most he can play is a couple hours a day. Meanwhile, other people who are really trying to get good are you know spending half the day on on the game really training up and he just couldn't do that so he he realized that players were surpassing him and he couldn't keep up because he just couldn't train enough and so he's been kind of backing off from competing and and when he does compete he doesn't do as well as he did before um so those those are the three that kind of came out with this over the last day um But i mean they're not at all the only people who this has happened to alex myers right now is somebody who's been talking about how he has his own joint related issues and that's been a big problem for him i can think julio Julio just gonna say yeah yeah. and and i'm sure there are many others too maybe not many others because like we're not an old scene but um doubtless some others at least i i have of course it's something i've been talking about for a long long time that's why I retired in 2012, it's my own physical issues that I then, half a dozen years later, finally got physical therapy for in a way that actually has helped me out. But that, that took a long time. So, injuries in the FGC. Basically, I just wanted to talk about what you guys think is like potential causes for this, what people can do f- for it, and you know, how, how do you feel about it in general?
0: I mean, the one thing that comes to my mind, obviously, is the smash scene. Because the Smashing has definitely had a lot of problems with it. But that was also because the GameCube controller was just, you know, not the most ergonomic of design. And even if it wasn't, actually, it is a pretty ergonomic controller, just not for what they are doing in Smash, right? With the, you know, constant shielding and everything like that. And, you know, part of my mind immediately went to, I wonder if it has something to do with maybe the block button in, in Mortal Kombat on pads, because if you're holding the block button, you might accidentally hold it harder than you're supposed to because of just how people are, and because you're freezing one hand and trying to move everything around and stuff like that, I wonder if it has something to do with that. Now, obviously, uh, Kitana Prime responded to my question and uh, said Ominous is a hitbox player. That immediately made me think of Sayjam because Sayjam actually almost messed up his hands with the hitbox, so it's just really, like it's starting to open up my mind about these controllers and thinking a lot about what you're doing actually, David, trying to coming up with the most ergonomic controllers out there because what it really comes down to now is, you know, when people ask, should I use a joystick? Should I use a pad? Should I use a hitbox? Honestly, the answer is is, is is I don't even think is any of them are the best now. Find what is just most comfortable to you and make sure that you don't kill your hands, you know? And I think that's just really where we're going. Now, again, I'm wondering if Mortal Kombat has anything specific to it that makes it so that, like Smash, it's particularly prone to this. But as you mentioned, David, I mean, David we've obviously had a lot of evidence of... Uh, of, you know, like Alex Myers and Julio and other players. Go yeah. Ichi, Goichi even's having trouble Goichi. at one point in time. And then, uh, who was it, Kudans? Who basically had I'm to learn right. how to play Tekken from scratch, practically. Not from scratch, but control it in a different way so that he didn't hurt himself anymore, you know. So, curious.
1: Yeah, I don't know that it's the game. I think that would be surprising. I just... Some segment of the population is prone to this stuff. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. I, I don't know, like, how many people that is, what percentage <clears throat> that is, but, like, we all know people who have had issues like this, too, even outside of top players. People who get carpal tunnel, maybe they type too much. Maybe they use their phone too much or whatever. And... and Genetics, man. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think some people are predisposed to it. So... I do think it's important to try to look for the ergonomic stuff. I think I think when it comes to like which controller you should use, all I think I should say is probably don't play on like an old school, heavy spring American stick <laughs> with the six <laughs> buttons that are like horizontal from each other and really you know, spaced out and have really concave buttons. Like that that's actually bad. Hey, look, you John Choi is about, still
2: pretty fit right now. <laughs> I thought about that a little bit, David, and you know there's a lot of people who get injuries in their wrist from using their mouse because they, ju- right. they just use their wrist for their mouse, right? If you play on one of those old hapsticks, you can't use your wrist. You have to use your whole arm. <laughs> and if you hit these buttons, you have to pick your hand up huh. to hit each button. You can't, like, space unless you have massive hands, you can't space right. your fingers on those buttons. <clears throat> so I'm thinking that since you have to use hmm. your full range of motor functions, that maybe using something like that is actually better. Which would explain why Baye and Watson <laughs> and Choi are still around and can still use those things.
1: That is actually a pretty interesting point. Right. Yeah, you're right. You definitely have to put like your whole shoulder and elbow into it. I, your whole I,
2: arm I gets buffed. My you mouth know? completely, but mm-hmm. so I, I turn my sensitivity on my mouth very low. So, that I have to use my whole arm to use my mouse and I retrain myself. Interesting. Interesting. So, that's from experience. Like, I I know that that shit happens. My my mouse sensitivity
0: is pretty high because I don't have a lot of real estate. And recently, you know, it's it's a combination of the phone, but also just me using the mouse at this setup that my right arm is starting to get a little bit carpal tunneled right now. So.
1: Well, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, So, I have been talking with a couple of the guys who spoke yesterday about the fact that they don't feel, really feel like they can play anymore. Uh-huh. Some of them have actively been pursuing solutions to this for a while. Just like, I haven't really found the trick. I, I don't know that there is a trick, right? Like this is not everybody's solution to something that is actually that, that can be solved. I think is what I should say. Uh, but like, I hope that they can. So I've been talking with them about it because when it, when it happened to me, 10 years ago, really, is when I started to notice it in 2011, I think. When that happened, it felt very lonely, I think, because very few people had had that. I mean, we just weren't at an age where that was common. I don't know, Mm -hmm. there hadn't been that many people. There weren't a ton of fighting game players either, to be honest, the scene was much smaller. So it just, I didn't know anybody to talk with about. I knew one guy and he didn't really want to talk about it. So it was was lonely, And, and although I had lots of friends, like who I did talk with about it sometimes, it's just it's just not easy to have a situation that few people, like, actually can empathize with, you know? So, like, one year, you're, like, winning tournaments, and then the next year, you can't make it out of pools, and the next year, you retire because of physical stuff. Not because you became an idiot. Like, it's just you can't control yourself anymore. That's, that's really frustrating. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to retire from something that you love regardless, but, like... I don't know that there's there's not an infrastructure in the FGC and probably nearly not in esports in general for people who have had that yeah. trajectory because it's just not that common yet. I think it will probably become more common as people are talking about in the chat, but for now it's pretty rare. So I really want to have like discussions with people and and not even just to be like here's how you solve it because like I don't I'm not a physical therapist or a doctor. I only know what happened with my situation, right? But like, just to maybe give them a little bit of feedback. Here's something else to try. Here's another way to phrase this. Here's another way to look at it. Or if nothing else, just to be like, look, I know it sucks. Crappy situation, I know. Because, like, a <laughs> few other people understand how crappy it feels. I mean, for, for me, in, in looking back, you know, I've talked about this before. I was, I went through significant depressions in the 2010s. And I really think that this had a big part. to to do with it because Mm -hmm. I couldn't do the things that I loved the most playing video games and playing sports I just had those were both gone and that was those outlets weren't there I had I thought of myself like my self-conception was fighting game player among other things and I couldn't do the fighting game player or those other things and that just it was a real big problem and and I don't want to see a next generation of players go through that uh, without at least having somebody who can be like yeah I can commiserate with you on how this sucks yeah. And again,
0: I just think it's so important just to test out all the different things because like, you know, hitbox to me was like the future, right? This is the thing that's going to save us all from hand pains and then, mm-hmm. you know, say jam situation came out and it just really depends on the person, the angles, how tense you get when you do everything like the way that I type the way I like, I'm never going to get carpal tunnel from typing because I don't touch type. Like my hands are floating and they're never in a weird angle or anything like that. You know what I mean? I type with his mind. Yeah, I type with <laughs> yeah. my mind. I mean, honestly, when I use a joystick, it's very similar. I, I My hand is never holding on to the joystick. Everything is just kind of floating and just kind of going wherever mm. it needs to go. So my hands aren't particularly tense when I play uh, joystick. And so, you know, I think if I played a pad, I would probably get more tense because I've actually played, you know, 3D games before where I'll be holding on the analog stick, but I want to move faster. So I start pushing harder on the stick and my thumb starts to slide off of it because also my thumb is getting sweaty and stuff like that. and you know, like if I played on a pad, I probably would end up with carpal tunnel. But so just find what works best for you. And when you do make sure you stretch, make sure you strength train your hands, your wrists, your arms. And, uh, you know, and just if you start to feel uncomfortable, just put it in mind really soon, really quickly. Just keep keep it in the back of your head,
2: you know.
1: So Tupperware, you said that you had problems with with the mouse?
2: Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't have a lot of death space, so I had, like, one of those tiny mouse pads. Right. So I just learned to use really high sensitivity and hmm.
1: only my wrist. Uh, has, has that ever been a problem for you also in fighting games? No, not at all. What, what, do you, what do you think is the difference about how you're approaching those situations? When
2: I hit buttons, I hit buttons like this. Like, my wrist is firm. It's my okay. fingers that are moving. Of my mouse, so I was it was complete wrist action, mm. Not a lot of left and right. If I play fighting games, there's basically no left and right on my wrist. Yeah, huh. same thing here, same thing. Like I said, my hand is
0: floating, so my hand, my wrist never moves when I actually play fighting yeah, games. It's just that. me back and forth. Closest it ever yeah. gets to when I have to hit multiple buttons, you know.
1: I, I think it's what what James was saying about different controllers all being okay if it's just in kind of a person by person basis i think there is truth to that but i also think that there are people who are using the thing that they're playing with in an incorrect way yeah. in a way that's harmful <laughs> yeah. to them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like so a couple of the players talked about the fact that they they ha- now having like realized that they're in bad shape that they've been playing wrongly with the pad, like putting their hands in wrong situations or just like dangerous ones and right. and having having bad posture. And you can definitely do that. And and I know people who play on on stick who I look at their hands sometimes when they're playing and I you know guys who, who have their wrists like all, all <laughs> wild like this positions In their hands. Uh, and that that stuff now that I think about it, it that's worrying I think for long term and so regardless of whether you're playing on, on Hitbox, and pe- different people even play on Hitbox differently, right? Some people have their wrists really close together and they're mm-hmm. kind of like just splayed out like mm-hmm. this. Some people are taking it at different angles. I think, I think there has to, we have to like do a better job at, at showing people how to play the one that they're trying to use. Maybe before even being like, well, have you tried pad instead? Or have you tried Hitbox instead? At the, at the start, just be like, hey, like are you, Holding the stick correctly? Are you holding your hands in the right spot? Like or are you holding the pad incorrectly? Or like what like how are you approaching these situations? Cause I want a I th- world I think, it's, I think it I be better.
2: Where the FGC is so big that you can make a living being a consultant on what controller you should use. That's that sounds pretty sick. I mean, I want to be a professional video game controller expert and what? be able to advise people and train them on how to use a hitbox and an arcade stick. And a pad. Well, that would be sick. Don't that forget be. that
0: we had uh, Caitlin McGee on here before, and she's and, uh, part okay. of the 1-HP.org. And that's kind of what that 1-HP.org is designed for, right? They're trying to help everybody. They work with a lot of Smash players and a lot of the people mm-hmm. who are using keyboard and mouse you know, games on the PC and stuff like that. And so you know, it's getting there. I still remember uh squall you know bxa squall the 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 fighting game player i remember one time he asked me because he was in school studying about physical therapy and stuff like that and he was like what should i do james like should i just drop this and go esports or should i do this and i was like you know you can combine them become a (laughs) physical therapist for esports guys and stuff like that And he was like it's a pretty sick idea. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if that's where he actually, you know, pursued it and stuff like that, but, you know, I think that that's uh, an important area to go into. As esports grows, you know, the kind of injuries that we can get as players is every bit as prevalent as, as just regular sports, right? So, uh, oh, I'm sorry, sports. It's every bit as prevalent as sports. So, you know, uh, I think it's a worthy field to go into. I think it's something that tubo's absolutely right on this needs to become like an area of profession for people
1: well i do know that physical therapists uh, do specialize or maybe not even specialize but like understand injuries from typing and from right. using a mouse because mm-hmm. that's even oh, outside man. of games we've been doing that just for work for like 30 years at this point right. Right? like there are, people, uh-huh. there are people whose whole careers has been like that so yeah, there, so there are there are occupational therapists, there are physical therapists who are who are doing that stuff.
0: Dude, the worst and, carpal tunnel I ever got was in our from our computer lab when I first started uh, at my last company, which was there were two racks of computers because this is before virtual machines and everything like that. And so the machines on the top, we had to use the mouse like this, like up here, okay. like this, and then down here. But the ones that were up here. Like eventually, my arm almost exploded. I remember, dude. It was oh god, it was so painful. Should
2: have uh, got a ladder. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. A step stool. Just
1: like a a stool. Yeah. A chair yeah.
0: that just goes up and down like yeah. with a joystick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Barton, Barton. You
0: know, kind of thing. Uh, yeah.
1: Right. Anyway, uh, bummer about that. Hope uh, for the best for the players and for everybody else and. Uh, it sucks, uh, if any of you have had issues like that and you need somebody to talk to because nobody else gets it, uh, let me know because it 's something that mm-hmm. I have had to deal with and have um, i mean i 'll never be hundred percent but like i 'm not at ten percent anymore. I can tell you that much i 'm definitely improving so.
0: yeah, but the main thing right now right. The, the number one takeaway from this is while you 're playing, be aware. If at any point in time you feel like after your long session, your hand feels sore or whatever, and you're like, whoa, this is weird, make sure you stretch it and then think about how you're holding the controllers. And like, if you are playing on a pad, but you spend your whole time for some reason playing the pad diagonal like this, you know, or just whatever, just make sure that it's something that you're thinking about as you're playing these games because that's a big deal.
1: Do you think that the kids who do hypertapping are going to have hands in five years? 100%. Like, are they just f-
0: no, 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 no. Joseph has gonna, already talked They're, ta- they're
1: going to explode for sure. Oh, right? Joseph
0: has already talked about it. He's already talked about how it's hurting him because he, when he plays like this, he moves his thumb over here to right tap like this while he's still so he has to freeze his hand in this weird position so he can still hit left and right and tap like here he's already talked about how his hands are kind of suffering a little bit and he's had to try to ease up on that as well so which is why I think we need to start, like the, I said it last time, that we need to just start looking at different controllers for Tetris. Just like start letting us use joysticks that we can
1: double tap on and
2: stuff. So. The controller is 35, 36,
1: 37 years old. Yeah, yeah um, and it, it wasn't comfortable when I was a kid. Like it's just right. not comfortable.
0: <laughs> there was no ergonomic expert who designed this thing literally a
1: box
2: with buttons
1: (laughs) yeah it was definitely just some engineer who was like okay you guys need a controller here's a box yeah (laughs) Uh all right all right let's move on here so the next one is uh from capcom about capcom um now a year ago capcom banned seroblast for uh saying racist stuff using the n-word on stream and that was that was in conjunction with banning somebody else i don't remember um and that was that was that was a year ago right and that was obviously the last year was like one of the sets of biggest uh sets of protests in u.s history with respect to race or with anything right right it's like a it's been a huge topic uh, for the whole country Mm -hmm. and even even internationally uh, so I think I think that's kind of that's kind of the setting of this. Well, now as of a few days ago, Capcom put out this statement. Capcom has made the decision to lift the Capcom Pro Tour suspension of the player known as Sarah Blast. Blast Sarah was excluded from participating in the Capcom Pro Tour Twenty Twenty season, but has since shown remorse for their inappropriate behavior. We hope that she's learned from this incident and will be a more positive force in the community moving forward if any future violations occur capcom will permanently ban zero blast from all capcom events capcom is continually evaluating all players that have received bans and will periodically lift bans on a case-by-case basis Uh, that's the full statement and then sarah blast just said i can compete again i'm sorry again for my past mistakes and moving forward now i will continue to do better Uh, what do you guys think about this
0: Dude, this is such a mixed bag for me. Like, there's so much that I like and so much that I don't like. (laughs) Um, you know, one, I'm glad that 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 shows that we have a process by which we can unban people and there is, you know, a form in which we can reevaluate and uh, and allow people back in because of the ability for self-improvement and such, uh... What I don't like is the vagueness of showing great remorse in, like, that's what we just kind of have to go on. Uh, Another thing that's kind of frustrating, and I've seen a lot of people mad about this, very justifiably so, you know, the the, the racist language was very anti-black. And, you know, oh, so the person who, you know, had the anti-black language is the one that's forgiven right away. You know what I mean? Like, so it just feels kind of unfair to... To, to the black community out there that this is kind of what happened because a lot of them haven't... don't have the signs of the remorse or they probably haven't, you know, had any reason to feel like anything has changed. And so, you know, there's definitely... Uh, there's a lot of th- parts on this that, you know, we kind of have to go by on faith, I guess, that they have improved and such. And I... I, there's no way you can certify anybody like, oh, he took the anti-racist test and he scored a hundred, or you know, like, you, there's no way you can do that for somebody. So it's hard to tell. So it's just I'm, it's it's a it's a I I haven't quite yet figured out how to process this fully yet. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to figure out on my own side of how to feel about this. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious what you guys are saying, thinking about this. So, like, Tubo, wh- what's your take
2: on this? Um, I don't really have one. I, I... You know, you use the word process a lot, James, but mm-hmm. there, there was no process. Right. It was just one day Capcom decided, okay, that's enough, and here we are. So, like, what what is the process? How does one, you know atone mm-hmm. for their sins. <laughs> right. <laughs> for lack of a better way to say exactly. it. Like how... I don't think there is a process. And I do think you're just completely at the mercy of Capcom or Namco or whoever banned you or, you know, whatever. And that's fine. It's totally fine. It's their choice. It's their game, et cetera, et cetera. It's just, uh... It, it, it's weird to me. Like, I... I don't know. Yeah, I don't have much thoughts on it. I... I hope that Sarah learned her lesson and can move forward and all that. Um, but I also think of, like, Infiltration, who avoided a ban by saying he'll step away for X amount of time and then didn't step away for X amount of time. It's like, yeah, I'll be gone for a year. And then within, like, nine months, he was at Evo. Mm-hmm. So it, it just, I don't know. I, I wish I wish things were more black and white. I wish these companies would make things clear on how they're gonna go about banning people and how they will go about forgiveness and, and things like that, but um, the, the the real answer is it's it's not black and white and it is tough and it'll always be a judgment call. So it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's right too. I mean when when there's an issue like this, I, I look at I look at the people who felt attacked by it, right? Like that's the people who I'm most concerned about in these situations. Right. So in, in this case the, the black community. And, you know, whether I'm, like, upset about it or not is, like, maybe not of, like, no importance, but, like, it's much less important than whether they're upset about it. And from what I've seen, people are upset about it still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they they didn't feel like there was, you know, a real change of heart. I, I You know, I haven't followed it enough to know if there's been a change of heart. I don't know what Sarah's doing on her stream or not. I, it's not something I've been looking at, but that's what I've seen people say on, on Twitter that they don't see like how, like what changed like they, you know, it's unclear to them. Um, So I, you know, like I said, I think, I think it's important to look at the people who have been aggrieved when discussing like whether it's time to move on from something. And if they are still aggrieved and if they don't feel like there's been a significant change, then that's, that feels to me like it's the most relevant to the situation. And it doesn't seem like they, they feel that way. So I, so from that angle, It doesn't feel like a good decision um i mean on the other hand like i do i it it's it is important to have like a way to get back if the person is has moved on well not just moved on but like has yeah has learned and changed exactly yeah that definitely is important to like know that that's an option um but yeah, there doesn't seem to be like a public process, and and I think in particular, I think back to what David uh, Com Warrior said on our stream last year when we had guests on mm-hmm. to talk about like how it is to be black in the FGC in larger world during all the BLM initial protests, um, and he was basically like, "Look, Capcom, like I don't I don't care if you're uh, doing things that are like supposed to make me feel better. I want." I want to be, like, in that room, or I want somebody from my community in that room making those decisions, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's there. You know, I can't be sure that it's not there because I don't actually know that many people who work at Capcom anymore. Um, I don't know, like, who who works there, but that that definitely sticks in my mind, and I'm not sure just based on how this was decided and announced that, that they do have that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I like, at first I was like, Oh, okay, that's cool. There's an appeals process. And that's kind of neat to see and all these things like that. And then I definitely started seeing the response from much of the, the black community in the FGC. And that's what really, you know, again, I it's good because this is educational for me as well and eye opening. And, you know, it was good to see that kind of point of view and, and, and under- understand that mindset as well. And so that's what kind of got me into this position of kind of questioning it a little bit more, you know. It, it is a hard topic. A lot of people in the chat, you know, 16-bit saying, like, it's how do you judge this kind of thing, right? Like, everybody is agreeing that this is just something that's almost impossible to, to figure out how to evaluate, and it is a weird situation. I, I don't know what the process is. I wish I had this great idea. I wish I could invent the, you know, the racist detection, you know, beam that, you know, you can actually see how racist people are, you know, and be kind of neat but it's it's impossible <laughs> right
1: <laughs> yeah well I, I don't know what else there is to say on this the question below us is was it a good call i think all i can say is that i would defer to the people who feel like they're p- to, to the people who are in the aggrieved community mm-hmm. and it yeah. seems like they don't think it's a good mm-hmm. call and so mm-hmm. that's you know yeah that seems like the authoritative take to me yep I mean, like, that's that's what I would want in situations where there's anti-Semitism. Like, sometimes I see people being like, oh, this wasn't a big deal, where, like, I think it's a really big deal. And other people, there are other times where I'm like, well, I don't think that's a big deal. And then other people are like, shouldn't you be mad about that? Like, I, I, I understand how that kind of thing feels. It's not something that happens as often as, like, anti-Black racism, obviously. But it, you know, it's an insight into it, at least. Um, and I I think that's how I would want it to be treated in in my case, at least, so that's what I would give to them as well. Okay. Uh, Alrighty. Yep, let's, uh, I guess, take a break then, and we'll have good old Kizzy K on here. We'll talk
4: about playing,
1: we'll talk about competing in multiple games, we'll talk about Content creation, we'll talk about guilty gear stride.
0: I mean, maybe we should even ask Gil- Kizzy about what he thinks about this whole entire thing, right? I mean it'd be kinda interesting. We'll see
1: if he's we, down. we should we should clear that with him before we Yeah, for sure, for
0: sure, for sure. Yeah. We're not gonna just leap it leap I don't onto don't him. Want to spring out, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Okay. So all right. Hey cool. kids, by the way.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back, guys. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Tuesday show. We are bringing on our guest for today, and it is none other than the man himself, Mister Kizzy K. How you doing, Kizzy?
4: What's going on? How's how's everybody doing? Thanks for joining us, man. You're looking good. <laughs> yeah, man, appreciate it. Uh, you guys are looking uh, pretty good too.
0: Uh, you could you could be honest. I look like trash. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> no.
1: He- he gave us the delay and then the pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
4: exactly. Good, good, good on my end. You guys look good on my <laughs> end. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well,
1: thanks a lot for joining us. Yeah, we just we wanted to have a little conversation with you, little interview with you. So I figured, you know, what I like to do at the beginning of these things is just ask somebody about their history in the FGC. How did you get into fighting games? How did doing? you get into the
4: competitive scene? What's your history? Well, fighting games—I've been playing since I was a kid, and I mean, when I when I mean kid, I mean like I want to say eight years old. And what, uh,
1: what year was that?
4: Man, <laughs> that was that was like what the Y what Y two K or what a little bit after Y two K, you know, two thousand two. Uh, yeah, I want to say two thousand one, two thousand two.
0: And Jeez. what what got you into it? Like, Maybe. what what was the first fighting game that you played?
4: So, I, I grew up in South Central, and uh, that's a very bad neighborhood. And, um, <laughs> you know, one of the things that my dad always used to want me to do is to, like, he was like, hey, you didn't find something that you like to do, right? So, mm. you know, he, he tried various things, you know. He taught me how to do things, and he also bought me my own console. And, um, you know, <laughs> I was able to play something like fighting games, like Street Fighter and, like, Clay Fighters, you know? Ooh. And uh, it just naturally grew leveled up from... You know, having your console, like a Super Nintendo and stuff like that, to like going to the arcades, like to your corner store or like your laundromat and like playing fighting games from there, like Neo Geo caps and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's how basically I started naturally, you know, having really fun with it. And then, you know, when I found that it was like a competitive like environment for it, you know, I being a competitive person, I was really excited, uh, especially after getting injured playing sports. So mm-hmm. I was able to kind of, like, find, like, a, a replacement, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just naturally just got into it. What what sport did you play and what happened? I played football. I tore my ligament shoulder. Right? Ah. Uh, I tore a ligament off my shoulder. Ah. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that sucks, right. right. dude. Oh, yeah. A, yeah I, I don't ever want to relive that <laughs> again. Yeah.
0: Dude, same sixteen bit. Sixteen bit in the chat says that the you know parents were disappointed in them for playing video games and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I, I always joke well, that their that their fears came true because look at me now. So, <laughs>
4: but <you> know, <laughs> well, <laughs> look at me well, now. My,
2: I'm just a world renowned commentator. Mm,
4: broke ass mofo
2: here. You know. So.
0: Well,
4: my 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 mom she hated me playing. Oh, video okay. Games, okay. But, okay. But my mom and dad wasn't together, so when I went to my dad's house, he was like, "You could play anything you want." <laughs> I went back home, you ain't playing nothing, and I'm just like, "All right, I'll just wait until like the five days to like play it, right?" Nice. But then as you get older, you start developing like strategies, right? Mm-hmm. So you start playing it, the game behind their back and things like that. <laughs> so I was able to like, you know, learn tech at a, at a, at a young at a young age, you know. Uh,
1: so... <laughs> nice work. Uh, so what what was it about fighting games in particular that drew you to them?
4: Uh, You know, it was more of just, like, a way – I mean, I I feel like fighting games, like, character-wise, the characters you pick, and, like, just play styles, like, it's very expressive, right? And it's very, like, fun to, like, be able to, like, compete against, like, other people or, like, arcade mode at that time, right? You know, when I was playing in arcades, uh, a lot of people in the neighborhood would go to this uh, specific arcade, and whoever had the high score would put their initials on it. Yeah. So it was like a competitive thing where you'll come to the arcade. Who got first place? And like <laughs> it was like a little compete, All right. And sometimes both you guys would show up, and you know the per- the person who put the quarter, and we want to try to take them off the cap. You know, <laughs> it's crazy as a kid. This is how we thought. But, oh yeah. You know, it's like yo, we we want you off the cap so we can put our initials on first place. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh yeah, like naturally, uh you know fighting games start coming out on like you know other consoles you know like i was i never played like killer instinct but i used to play i used to watch my friends play it uh but i played like a lot of street fighters so like you know okay. just being able to like hit buttons and like you know do do the cool stuff uh just felt <laughs> fun and enjoyable you know I mean,
0: when did you start kind of believing and understanding that you could be more than just doing the cool shit on Street Fighter and stuff and eventually becoming frosty Fausting's guilty gear champion you know
4: <laughs> uh, honestly it's a funny story it's like uh, as a ki- like when you think about things of like how kids express themselves in a certain way but like all of my friends that I grew up with they used to be like man we don't like playing with you <laughs> and I didn't understand that as a kid I'm like man what did I do right? it's like, man, you just, you know, you just be figuring out how to, like, play. And just like, you just don't don't make the game fun, right? <laughs> yes. So, you know, yeah. they used to, like, you know, they used to, like, tell me, like, man, like, if, if there was a job for you to play video games, they say you would probably be one of the best people in the world to do it. Know. <laughs> you know, they used to say that. But it, they used to say it in a way it wasn't like a, a right. compliment, but it was more of like a yeah, jab. Absolutely. But then when you grow up, it actually became a compliment. Jokes on you, buddy. Yeah, Yeah. so like, it's funny. It's just funny, like, hearing that, right? Do do you Uh, go up to
0: your friends and be like, look, I just made the game not fun for
4: everybody
0: with your first place trophy?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks, guys. I hope hope you guys enjoyed it. I know you guys did it, you know, but I hope you guys enjoyed some of it, right? But, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things where, uh, those those words kind of like stuck a little bit because you was just like man, there is something in, there's something like that, that you could probably do. You could probably structure it in a productive way, and uh, I just went ahead and found that type of uh, area and environment. And um, now I had to uh, figure out how to uh, work around doing what I enjoy, you know, and also uh, being productive at the same time.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, how, how do you think that you made that happen?
4: Uh, obviously, uh, maturity was a big, uh, (laughs) a big lesson that I had to learn and then just how, you know, things work. And also it's not really about you, it's about your foundation, Mm. right? I learned how important of how having a healthy foundation, uh, really means to not only me, but to the rest of, uh, everybody else.
0: Yeah. So I I would say,
4: if you don't mind me... Go ahead. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you right now? You don't have oh, to Oh, I'm ask. 20. I'm, I'm 27. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, learning how to have a foundation and um just making sure that your foundation is healthy is one of the most important things I learned about being able to do anything you want in this world, mm-hmm. you know? uh, So that was one of the things that I had to learn was maturity. Uh, The second thing is just like work ethic. Work ethic was one of the things that I also had to learn. What was important, you know, and um, the third is just having a a a, a circle that's going to make sure that your best is always being pushed, mm-hmm. and your your best your next best should be better than your yesterday, you hmm. know. And uh, that was the three things that I basically keep in my mind doing anything. So you got you got kind
1: of a structure there.
4: Yeah, <laughs> How did it did a long time.
1: I was going to ask, yeah, like, how do you, how did you even develop that structure in the first place?
4: Failure. Uh, Just being, (laughs) running out a wall and just falling (laughs) and being in pain, Uh, you know, just, just trial and error, right? Uh, And basically just, you know, acknowledging, uh, acknowledgement is really important, right? It's like acknowledging where you stand, where you at, and being able to try to be your best in those situations rather than. Worrying about other things, you know, staying in your lane is one of the best things that I will always remember. I'll always stick to that in my daily, daily routine. Stay in your lane, you know, because even though your lane may not be faster than the person on the left and you try to hop on and then you realize that you are struggling, you know, just play at your pace and take your time, you know. And, uh, yeah, it, it took me a while. <laughs> but I learned how important it is to have your own lane and create it. Uh, you never know what you could bring just by having your own lane, you know? It almost sounds like a lesson on also how to get good at fighting games, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I would say that. I would say fighting games also helped me with that, too. Mm -hmm. Just dealing with just bad scenarios, you know, like bad matchups and things like that, you know? you got to be very disciplined in a lot of ways. Yeah, a lot of times. Sometimes you can't have fun when when you're in mid-range, but you can have fun when you're up close, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I I feel like, you know, I've always said fighting games require you to look at yourself a lot and really evaluate yourself. So, you know, it sounds like life lessons, fighting game lessons, you know, kind of uh, go hand in hand. Mm
1: -hmm. So you've been really good at a bunch of different games. And I mean, part of what I want to talk about is, is that process of like, how did you come to be good at multiple games simultaneously? How do you juggle playing and training in multiple games simultaneously? And and how did you get started doing that?
4: Uh, I would say like, one of the things that I want to say that naturally really helped is like being playing, playing multiple games as a kid and like. You know, once I've understood how fighting games are played, it's learning the uh, like the founding fundamentals for general games, fighting games, rather than just one, right. right? So, uh, it's very easy for me to pick and point out things that I feel, in my perspective, that is very strong and fits me as a player, and you know, overall just play styles and things like that. Like, I really feel like there is a foundation that you just can learn, and once you learn that. Uh, everything becomes two plus two equals four, you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Honestly, and I just feel like as you progress in different games, you know, there's different equations that you have to learn, but that takes time, right? But the the core asset is just like you understand this, you understand how to get from point A to point B, and uh, I feel like once you get once you have that where you go to point A, point B, then you start seeing how to get to C and down the line and everything else. Sure, I feel.
1: I feel like you're underselling how difficult that is a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like I know, I know for many people, it's something that is hard for them. Even players who are really successful in like one individual game find it difficult to be good simultaneously across multiple games. There aren't that many people who have success across multiple different games. Mm-hmm. I mean, for you, like even like subgenres of different fighting games, right? Like kind of like anime air dash fighters, also things like Sam Show. Like you've you've played pretty different things. Mm -hmm. Um, do you, do you feel like this kind of, the approach that you're bringing of like having an equation, having a structure, are those things that you would attribute to your success in this? Or is this something that's different from that?
4: Uh, I would say part of it being able to be successful at it. Yeah. But obviously I really feel that, you know, being able, playing it naturally being young, uh, can also be a big contribute. But I, I generally believe that if you learn a specific thing, I feel like once you learn it, it takes time. But I feel like once you have an understanding of it, it becomes natural. You know, it becomes like how you wake up in the morning and you, you know, you, you brush your teeth, you know. And, you know, that's something that you, you always wake <laughs> up and you do, you know, especially if you have a wife, you know, nobody wants to smell bad breath, you know. So... <laughs> You know, you wake up in the morning and you're just like, boom, brush your teeth, boom. You know what I'm saying? It's natural. You know, it just naturally just comes out. So I feel that if you ingrain it into like your daily, daily routine, I feel like that you can be successful, successful at it. You know, I don't think that it's necessarily a talent. I do feel there is some talent that works with it. But I, re- I truly believe that if you really work hard, you can do it. You know?
2: Listen, Bob, listen. Everybody <laughs> who's at top level... Says that shit and believes that shit. They you know too. why? Because you're fucking talented, bud. <laughs> That's why you're there. Alright? Not everybody. Listen, I can play for eight hours a day, and well, I mean, I'll beat Kizzy's ass, but I can play for eight hours a day and I'll never beat Daigo's ass. You know? Like, and he can play for eight hours. His eight hours are way better used than mine, and there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. That dude is a genius, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I I've often
0: talked about how I feel like, you know, you can achieve it and it's not necessarily all talent. For Kizzy, it sounds like a lot of it is
2: talent. <laughs> yeah, this man kind of like, yep, I wake up, point A to point B, anti-air, footsies facing, got it. I mean, right mean, again.
4: I, I, I mean, like I like I said, I run into a lot of walls and uh, I have a lot of scar on my hand and on my yeah. body to even show you that, you know. It may sound easy I, I'm speaking it, but I have the scars to mm-hmm. show you guys. It I'm, easy.
2: I'm not saying that you don't work hard. Obviously, yeah. if you're at yeah. the top of it. <laughs> you work extremely hard. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying we could work even levels. And you're going up here, and I'm like inching. Is what I'm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let
0: me ask you this, Kizzy. Uh, I'm assuming that this is correct, but your favorite game is Guilty Gear, right? So,
4: uh, my favorite game is actually Baseball.
0: Oh
4: yeah! Okay,
1: okay. (laughs) Actually, like yeah. in the the great, this was one of the questions I wanted to ask, and I was going to be a troll about it, and I was going to save it to the end. I was going to ask which one's better, Blaze Blue or Guilty Gear. Oh, Blaze
4: Blue! You came out with
1: the right answer.
4: (laughs) I love, I love Blaze Blue. I love Guilty Gear too, but Blaze Blue is like. You know, like if Blaze Blue ever called me on my phone, I will pick up right now in the middle of an <laughs> Like I'd be like, You guys gotta pick up. So Blaze Blue's calling me. Right
0: what now. is it about Blaze Blue and what is it about, you know, the anime kind of games that appeal to you so much?
4: I wouldn't say it's just like the anime side. It's just like the, the 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 system mechanics, like the the options, like the the character designs usually like I feel like every character is so different, like it's 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 almost like you know how like everybody loves killer instinct because killer instinct feels like they have yeah. nothing but, like different type of characters that's like blaze blue but like with more air dash options and like <laughs> that's and that for example i just i naturally chose blaze blue first so blaze blue has that special place in my heart uh, gotcha, you know? gotcha. uh, but just dude the artwork like like barrier barrier blocking like uh, uh, instant barrier blocking like there's so many like there's so many mechanics that it, it just makes the game... F- like, even if you play that game for 15 years, you might learn something to, like new today. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so many things about that game. And I love variables. And that game has one of the most many variable games. Like, it has many variables in that game. And uh, that's another thing that keeps me, like... If I play Blaise Blue, it's just like, man, that was really good. You know, like, it's just like a... It's like an adrenaline rush, you know? Right,
0: right. <laughs> so... I'm sure you played a bunch of the Guilty Gear Strive beta. Uh, mm-hmm. how, what do you feel about Strive right now? And are you excited about its release coming out pretty soon?
2: Well, yeah, so before, I, before, you answer, before you answer, what did you think about the last beta? And what do you think about the changes moving forward uh, with the next beta coming up?
4: Well, I, I love all fighting games. So I'm, all, I'm naturally going to be hyped for uh, <laughs> Guilty Gear Strive, naturally, right? I, I just love fighting games. Sure. Uh, I've been pretty hyped for Strive release for a very long time. You know, it got delayed a couple of times. Uh, playing the first beta, uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised of the direction that it was going to, uh, and it kind of like made me think about like what what's the new like foundation they're trying to aim for, uh, and I felt like for the first beta that it was kind of like it was like scribble scrabble. It was like they had a lot of ideas, but they were stretching themselves too thin. Mm-hmm. And some of the ideas didn't connect well with each other. But now reading like the changes and things like that, I can slowly, tr- I, they're slowly trying to tie everything together, you know? And um, that's naturally how all ArcSys games, when the first game comes out, it's one of the most ham broken games that you could ever think <laughs> of, right? So I'm just glad that they're more, you know, first of all, kudos to Arc System Works. Actually communicating with the U.S. side. Yeah. This is like one of the first companies that's actually doing that mm-hmm. uh, from from the overseas area. So I'm pretty uh, happy about that. So the fact that they're being vocal and like trying to give an explanation of what their direction is going, I'm very happy about that. So uh, even though like the first beta wasn't the greatest uh, experience, like in terms of like you know learning things, I had a lot of fun because it definitely <laughs> felt like a new and fresh game. And now for the new beta that's coming out, I'm super excited for all the changes uh, that they're going to be introducing. Uh, the only thing that I'm really, really concerned about is uh, they took away a, like where you do more hits. Uh, it does a lot more pushba- pushback. Oh, and uh, I was a little sad about that because I felt like having a lot of hits kind of made it like cool and like you know creative in a lot of ways. But it seems like they're very afraid of that. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that that change gets reverted later on in the future. But overall, the direction seems pretty... Pretty fair for what the where where they want the game to go. So I think it's pretty good from that perspective. So I think the develop uh, the 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 direction that uh, Arc System Works wants to uh, push, Guilty Gear Strive, is I feel like they want uh, players from other games to actually play Guilty Gear uh, mm-hmm. and make it uh, as easy and understanding for uh, for them. Uh, of course, uh, newer players outside of fighting games, right? But I feel like their main goal was to uh, appeal to them uh, more than the actual uh, Arc System Works players that were playing the game at the time. And um, with those changes, uh, they did a lot of, like, you know, uh, adjustments that uh, if you were a older, uh, experienced uh, Guilty Gear player, uh, that game felt the most difficult to understand than uh, other players coming in and learning Strive. Like, I feel like they had an easier time because mm. they didn't have to unlearn mm-hmm. the skills mm-hmm. from the older games, uh, which makes it hard. You know, imagine trying to learn and then unlearn at the same time. That's, like, really difficult, <laughs> right? You know,
2: it's funny. it's funny, Kizzy, because some Guilty Gear players that are, are buddies of mine have been giving me shit because I told them I'm not going to learn Exord because it would screw up my game for Strive. Like, why would I get all this muscle memory for stuff in Exord that I'm never going to use in Strive? And maybe like, oh, you should still deserve learn guilty gear anyways. Like, I got into heaven on the beta without knowing shit about guilty gear, so <laughs> I'm flagging on them anyways.
4: Yeah, like I, I also told a lot of people. I said, hey, if you want to play the older guilty gear games, you want to play the game for what it is, rather than it get re- like it getting ready for you for strive. Right, like, exactly. uh-huh. you shouldn't play the older games for strive. You should play it because you want to play new games or you want to play these type of games to like learn the characters but I always told everybody I said hey you know if you want to learn this game uh, it's cool but don't, don't thinking that this going to get you ready for Strive. Strive is a whole different foundation and I said it's fine I'm like it's fine like there's nothing wrong with that I think it's a good direction for what Arxis want like what Arxis want is it's an amazing direction right because most people who play the game who never played Guilty Gear before loved it mm-hmm. they, they I- loved that game they love that game. I have in here zero complaints outside of like little various changes like, you know, the lobby system, like anything that yeah. is not fighting, like in, right. out the game, <laughs> it's like the most complaints. Right. Mm-hmm. So I that's why I feel like it was a great success for, uh, for that perspective.
0: Yeah, just if you want to learn the old Guilty Gears, learn Potemkin and Exert Just so you know, you don't have to worry about a lot of the chain combo changes, and you'll suffer, and then you'll get to Strive, and then all of a sudden you'll just have immense power.
4: <laughs> yeah, man, it's too it's, it's
2: late for that, man. Strive just comes out in a month.
4: Yep, yeah. like you know, like before before you play Strive, you know, you, you're going to be having a hard time. You're going to mm-hmm. feel lost, and then when Strive comes out, you join the Society, and Society <laughs> has your back. Oh.
0: Uh, another question I wanted to ask, because I asked the same thing to Justin as well. Uh, you know, you've seen Justin with an increase in the content creation, the, you know, differences in the YouTube thumbnails, and he's really kind of go, and I asked him, you know, how much Panda Global had to do with that. You're part of Panda Global, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, and, yeah,
4: I am.
1: Like, yeah, how am
0: much part. has Panda Global helped you, you know, with your own Kizzy K brand and such? <sighs>
4: Man, uh I want to say they did an incredible job actually. And I am very thankful for uh the conversations and the and the team that I have. Like I feel like uh the team and family that I like have with them, it's like so special. It's one of those things where like you know, I have great communication and understanding with, like, various uh angles of, you know, with it's with my manager, it's with my uh, teammates, or it's even with, like, you know, my, uh, my, my YouTube family, like, the people that, you know, take care of, like, my editing and things like that. Like, I have such a nice – it's so natural, you know, like, you know, they'll ask me things and I, you know, they'll be like, hey, can you, you know, check – can you do this sometimes? Yo, you know, cool. Like, it's just such a – it's so, it's so nice. <laughs> it's one of the nicest <laughs> ever. It's really, really nice, you know? And I'm very grateful for just being able... Uh, one thing that Panda is always about, it's like, yo, know, be yourself, you know, and just, you know, make sure you just have fun doing it. And, like, that is the best feeling ever because you're like, okay, so where do I start? How do I have, a, you know, how, how do I have this much freedom and find the enjoyment with it? And it just naturally starts growing and uh, it's one of the best things ever, you know. And, uh, you know, our motto is hold forward. And, like, you know, our goal is to be, you know, the best. So uh, we're going to continue on holding forward and doing that, you know. And I'm very grateful for that.
2: Was, uh, was hold forward your motto when you lost to my boy K-Loud at Combo Breaker? Because <laughs> you got hit in the face a lot.
1: You are blowing it up today, dude.
4: I mean I mean Kayla he he wasn't loud enough uh in, in top three in uh frosty. I didn't that's I didn't hear he was K silent, you know? That's true. That's true. He was K silent, you know what happened to that? And you got revenge. I actually man. yeah, I actually got him. He was very K quiet, you know <laughs> <laughs> So you know, that's what happened, I mean, He he stopped talking and then you know I had to in, put him put him down, man.
1: In the in the last year, obviously we haven't been able to travel, play offline events. So it's, it's been different being a top player, right? Like it's not the same. It doesn't mean the same thing to be a top player now as it necessarily did before. How have you dealt with that? Whether just playing online or, you know, in incorporating content creation instead, how how do you feel like this all fits together?
4: Uh, so you know, being in an online environment is definitely not my favorite uh, cup of tea. Actually, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the tea. Actually, you know, I let people, you know, other people could drink it though. But you know, I, you know, I'll keep my offline tea on my side. You know, whenever that comes back. <laughs> but you know, uh, one of the things that I've come to understand is sometimes you just gotta put things to the side, uh, just to focus on things that are important right now and in the future as well. Right. Uh, So being online, I'm definitely not a huge fan of it uh, in terms of competitiveness, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but I've naturally always enjoy doing, you know, things, various things. Right. So I've learned to just have fun with what I'm doing now and not focus on like winning or competing right now. You know, my goal is, like I said, is to uh, build a foundation and make sure my foundation is healthy no matter what. And uh, even when offline comes back and, you know, I come to my competitive side, my foundation will still be healthy. You know, now I have two responsibilities that I just got to keep in mind. Right. Part of being an adult. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good way to look at it. Uh, you you talked a little bit when we were before we went live about you having some some positive changes. Or were those things that you wanted to talk about? On here or, or not?
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, as, as I said, you know, my YouTube has been growing, uh, and that's great. Uh, my community from the Twitch has been growing. And it's really great. Uh, I've been learning a lot of skills uh, as a person, you know, just hmm. growing and just doing a lot of, like, skills uh, that you could just, you know, have at home. And it's one of the most fun things that I ever, I didn't imagine that I was going to have a lot of fun with. So, honestly, I really can't complain about that.
0: You know, what, what's uh, your favorite I, skill that you've learned so far? Like oh just...
4: cooking. Oh cooking. <laughs> oh cool. All
0: right, no, well, so, all right. so not just well, cooking your opponents well, now, friends. but cooking some yeah, yeah, food, yeah. right? I'm yeah, actually okay. yeah,
4: actually cooking good food. Yes. I, mean, I actually I mean, some dishes that you've you've cooked
2: up. What have some have been some of your favorites over quarantine.
4: So I've actually learned how to uh, make cauliflower pizza and I've been having like a, a, a fun learning how to like do
2: cauliflower crust.
4: Yeah, it's actually really cool. Huh. Uh, and that's been, like, one of the things that I've been learning how to, you know, cook. And outside of, like, just uh, learning how to use, like, different techniques to, like, kind of, like, cheat, you know? So that's been, like, a very, very fun experience, you know? Uh, just making, like, you know, like, kind of, like, mashed potatoes with cauliflower and things like that. And, and things, you know, type those type of skills. So it's been really, really fun. Yeah, it's been really, really fun. Uh, it's really hard at first because... Uh, i'm one of those type of people that i'd be like man i just hope i don't burn the house down you know but once i do it the first time then it becomes like free yeah you know, it's like oh okay I, I got it okay that's it we in there oh cool so that's one of the skills that i've been learning <laughs> uh, good work um
0: well i mean please I, plug oh, well got... i was just about to ask you know are you you played samurai showdown and y- were you planning to get into kof 15 as well
4: yeah, actually, I, I, I used to play a lot of KOF in the Neo Geo games right. back in the, you know, mm-hmm. back. So, uh, KOF has always naturally been one of my favorite games to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm 100% going to be nice. playing KOF 15. Okay. I really hope uh, they announce uh, some cool things uh, for me to get excited about, you know, like having, you know, rollback. You know, yep. i am really hyped to hear that, you know. Uh, and as far as that, it's just like, you know, system mechanics, you know, give them like a general idea of how games are mm-hmm. going to play because it looks it looks cool when you see the action happen right but uh you know like the editors just don't show us anything else right and i every and every time like I, i'm done watching it you know i'm like wow i'm really sad and then i see shatter all expectations i'm like oh okay never maybe i shouldn't expect a lot from coming in here right <laughs> you know i feel like i've been shattered every time i'm waiting in <laughs> i'm super hyped you know i'm like right. you know they, they, you they, want they did more. it good yeah because they did it good because you know how they did like the the news report and it was like terry yeah um, uh-huh. i was super hyped for that i was yeah. like yeah that was really sick and then they stopped doing that. Yeah, I was like... They haven't done it again. <laughs> and then they went back to shattering all expectations again. I'm like, all right, bro. Like, y'all, y'all, gotta, y'all can't be doing that.
0: Right. Also, yeah. just, just another random question. I remember at the launch event, you got second place to Justin
4: in Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Have you been keeping up with that game much? Well, you know, like I said... Uh, I can't... Re- I, I keep up with all games because I naturally love, like, the mm-hmm. games that I play. Uh, but as on the competitive side, I haven't really been keeping up to anything, to okay. be honest with you. And that's just because, you know, like, I, it's just... I Online, it's like... It's like, not me, you know? Right. And uh, as much as I try, it, it, it's not good. It's not mm-hmm. good for me. So, uh, I'm waiting for when things open up and it's safe, you know, probably next year, uh, middle of next year, whatever, you know, however uh the events take their time i hope to i hope the events take their time
3: yeah
4: i don't want them rushing uh yeah. but you know take their time and make a quality event that is safe for everybody you know uh and i'm literally me everybody and you know they'll be able to play some grand blue again and strive and who else who else who who knows is going to be on the uh on the roster, you yeah. know.
0: Go back right. to cooking the players instead. So
4: <laughs> Yeah, you know, and then and then after we're done I'm done cooking them, I'll make them some pizza. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> I'm, mm. I, I, I'm looking forward to trying your pizza in the future, dude. Yeah. That oh, really cool. oh it's, it's amazing. Trust me. Sounds cool. Yeah. 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 Going to cook
0: the players and then give them a pizza your mind. All right? So there you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, let everybody know where they can see you stream, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, etc. Hug
4: stuff. All right. So uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Kizzy underscore K. Uh, K-I-Z-Z-I-E underscore K-A-Y. Uh, my Twitch is basically Kizzy K together, but with 310 at the end of it. And you go follow me on YouTube at you know, YouTube slash Kizzy K. And um, yeah, uh, I post, I stream, I stream five days a week. Sometimes I do weekends depending on like my schedule. Uh, I do have a tight schedule because I, you know, like I said, we're always striving to hold forward, you know, on a lot of goals and a lot of success that we're trying to create. Um, I also uh, stream five, five days a week. And then I, I upload on YouTube five days a week. So five days a week on YouTube guaranteed. So it's Monday through Friday. Uh, we don't do weekends right now. Uh, and on Twitter, you know, I keep updates on when I upload, uh, sometimes I'll talk about, uh, the daily things that just naturally happens to me. You know, it's pretty random, uh, but it's not chill. It's good vibes up there. So if you guys want to check me out, you know, feel free to drop that love, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the follow button. And, uh, Thank you guys for having me. Shout out to sure. David, uh, James, and um, the person that I cooked up so many times. With, you know, like, Thank you guys. Without YouTube, I wouldn't be here right now. So I really want to nice. shout you out the most. Thank you. Dude, I got the blessed emoji hands. Thank you. Thank you for
2: coming on. We appreciate
4: it. Nah, much love to you, though, too. Right? All right, dude. Take care. Man. Take care. Peace. Thanks love for hanging. Thank you guys.
1: Good night there we go that was cool yeah. cauliflower pizza is good that's awesome i've never had that carb. before had low, carb ne- stuff, man. low carb low carb stuff. yeah yeah
0: never had that before and i'm curious because i i love wheat right i'm a big wheat person so i wonder if i would be able to handle uh cauliflower it's, pizza
2: it tastes
1: good yeah it does taste I'm good it's not out. exactly the same well, but it's right. it's its own thing and it tastes pretty good yeah. you know what has a good one is go to trader joe's they got a nice little frozen one for you there it's just a few bucks, huh. you know, Trader Joe's. Okay,
0: okay.
1: Good, yeah. Good place. Uh, all right, cool. Well, thanks a lot to, again to him for joining us. So let's move on. As We got the 5-5 matchup coming up now. Aha, it's the topics. Number one, should fighting game ranked match points be tied to sets instead of it single matches? Number two, do you think Capcom should continue to focus only on one fighting game and support it long term, like Street Fighter Five? Or should they try to diversify with their IPs and make more games with smaller life cycles like rotating rival schools, dark stalkers, etc.? Three, what is one thing you hope the FGC maintains from pre-COVID events? And what's one thing you hope the FGC leaves behind? Number four, what do you think about status effects like poison, freeze, retribution, tarot, etc. in fighting games? Do you think it makes for interesting gameplay? Do you want to see more of it? Number five, what do you think the fighting game landscape will look like in ten years' time? How will the scene and technology advance from where we are now? Number six, what are your expectations for Street Fighter VI? And number seven, would you like the Street Fighter game to be a the next Street Fighter game to be a new Street Fighter or a new Street Fighter Alpha? Hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the winner is number four. What do you think about status effects like Poison, Freeze, Retribution, etc. in fighting games? Do you think it makes for interesting gameplay, and do you want to see more of it? What do you got?
2: Sure. I like cool stuff in fighting games. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've played characters that do poison and things like that. I played, I played some Hawkeye in my lifetime. Right. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that kind of stuff is cool. I think it adds depth to the game um i i don't see why you wouldn't want that kind of stuff in your fighting game i mean even street fighter has poison and freeze and things like that now so that's i i i think that stuff is cool for sure
1: dude it, i think it really tells you like how capcom was for a while where you're like even Street Fighter has yada yada. What <laughs> <Street> is <Fighter's
2: laughs> bland? No, you're right. You're right there. I, I was love bland Street Fighter, lot. but Street Fighter's like the bland fighter. You know, that's like the basic fighter when you think of fighting games.
1: I mean, Street Fighter 4 and mid, early and mid Street Fighter 5 might have been super
2: Turbo it? 4, Third Strike, all of Third them. Third Strike are. was
1: not at all, and nor was Alpha.
2: Get out of here. That, that game is Alpha, maybe not bland. Third Strike is super bland. Get out. Of
1: here. <laughs> Oof. Wow. OK, anyways, my know, thoughts, know, my like thoughts. I don't like Third Strike. I've never made this a secret. I know, but you can't say it's bland of everything. Yeah, you can say you don't like it. That actually is OK with you. If you were to tell me you don't like Third Strike, OK, fine. I don't agree, obviously. Fine. You can't, you can't tell me it's bland. I much of all rather, things, it's I not much bland. I'd much
2: rather
1: watch Alpha 2 or Alpha 3 than Third Strike. Or hey, or it, four it doesn't or have Super to be Gribble, your favorite. I'm just saying, or fact. Five. Fact. Third strike is not bland. <sighs> sure. All right. I'll Whatever that. Anyways, <laughs> I
0: mean, uh, obviously, I just think it's just, it, it's a game-to-game basis, right? I mean, doesn't Granblue have some stuff? I know Persona has a lot of status effects, Guilty Gear. Strive is adding some stuff where, you know, Kai can electrify you so that certain moves do more damage or something like that. Now, uh, there's like some shock state or something. Um, shock state. What is it? Shock State. Yeah, Shock State. And so, like, um, I just, I really feel like it's just dependent on the game. Street Fighter V Season 1, as bland as it was, had, you know, poison from from Fong, you know. It's just, I, I'm down with anything. Like, I'm down if they make the, this crazy complex system wide mechanic I'm down if they made it so that only three out of twenty characters have some sort of status effect. It's just whatever makes the game fun, just just let's do it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you
2: know do the bunch yeah
0: exactly you know me, I
1: like the weird stuff. I want the weird stuff in fighting games, so. Baddest effects are things that I get excited about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a big part of why I played playing early on in three fighter five, for example,
0: Tager magnetism, right? I mean, get him into the magnetic state basically. So that's true.
1: Yeah. You could consider it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's certainly something that I really like. And just in general, like I like the weird stuff, man. i it's no secret, like, why I like things like Killer Instinct so much. I want the weird stuff. Yeah. Like, I like Justice and Injustice too. They're super, they have weird character options. Mm. That's what I like. So, yes, I would love to see more of status effect type stuff. I, you know, games have explored it pretty well, I would say. Like, just thinking back, like, Persona, that was a pretty big part of the system. Um, you guys talked about some other examples. Like, there's, there have been games that have explored it pretty well already, right. but... The yeah, of course. to see more the
0: trickiest part about it is though is that the one thing that I don't want to see for example is let's, let's let's say you have a fighting game with a bunch of elemental characters and the fire status hurts the ice dude more than it hurts other characters you know stuff like that you know you have to be careful on because that just affects the matchups and what you know, if what if
1: fire dude? was the zoner and water dude was the grappler an inherently uneven match for the grappler but the grappler could douse the fire guy in a way that was matchup specific that actually could be
0: really cool yeah that actually would be kind of neat if they figured out ways to make it for the inherently bad matchups yeah that might actually i mean like i said if they can figure it out more power to them right so make it a way that
1: it makes sense you know a pokemon fighting game well first of all one exists but
2: i know that that's what i'm (laughs) saying it sounds like a pokemon fighting game to me
1: (laughs) but it would be really cool if they leaned harder into that you know i mean Pokemon does have some stuff that's really unique and interesting but to have one where it was like real obvious like this this pokemon beats the other Pokemon, except for, like, other gameplay options, that would be interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I've never wanted to see a fighting game where just when Zangief fights Guile, he gets a Sonic Boom to at least fight it and make the match even. But if it's something kind of lore-based, like it's a fire elemental guy against, you know, a water elemental person and the water elemental person could put out the fire, and there was something to that effect, yeah, maybe, maybe I might actually be down with it, you know?
1: <laughs> like, the fire guy is the zoner, and the water guy is the grappler, like I said, and uh, maybe the fire is the far attacks. So, if you put his fire out, you can't do his far zonery right, attacks anymore. exactly. But you gotta get close to apply the water in the first place. Anyway, this sounds like a genius idea. I hope somebody does it.
2: Avatar the fighting game, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was thinking like Mega Man bosses the fighting Yeah, Man. yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh,
1: that would be cool, yeah. But anyways. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, anything else to say on what do you think about status effects in we fighting games? Love Just do We're it. We're all into dude. it. Do it. We're into it. All right, let's move on, on, on to the next one. Number two actually got second place, so let's talk about number two. Do you think Capcom should continue to focus only on one fighting game and support it long-term like SF5, or should they try to diversify with their IPs and make more games with smaller life cycles like rotating rival schools, dark stalkers, etc.
2: Well, what they should do and what they I want them to do are two different
1: things. Of course, of course. I want what do you think to they make should do?
2: A new Marvel and I want them to make a new Dark Stalkers and I want them to etc. etc. What do I think they should do? Uh, I think they should take some of that Monster Hunter and <laughs> Devil May Cry money and invest it in their fighting game division and make two or three games at the same time.
1: Would you um, really want to see three games at the same time?
2: Maybe, if they're good? Yeah. If they're awesome, if there's, like, Street Fighter Six, or, you know, maybe, like, a new Street Fighter Alpha comes out, uh, followed by a new Marvel, which I know won't happen. It's just an example. Yeah. Followed by, like, Arrival Schools or Darkstalkers. That, if they're all three good, that would be so sick. And if they supported all three of them and they didn't have, like... A favorite and they treated them all as equals and you know this is like a perfect world obviously that would be super dope um i mean but I, I don't i don't think they will i think they are just going to make street fighter 6 and focus primarily on just the one fighting game title which is depressing for me because i would love to see what they could do with their other ips i mean i was just about to say theoretically bandai namco has
0: three Right, they yeah. have three right now: I Tekken, both, yeah. Soul Calibur, and Dragon Ball Fighters. So, absolutely, it's possible. Um, like I said in the past, maybe even just le- even o- just a year ago, I wouldn't have wanted it just because I just I wouldn't have trusted Capcom necessarily, you but know. Now. But you know, with the way Street Fighters Five is going right now, I mean. Like, you see Rose come out, and they just gave her all this crap, and you're like, my god, this character's gotta be busted. And, you know, people are saying that she's pretty mid-tier, high-tier right now, obviously not broken or anything like that. Like, seems like they're doing a really good job, and, you know, she's super interesting. Akira looks like she's gonna be super interesting. Oro... Even just from a design standpoint, making them hold the turtle is just like interesting. Like I would actually trust them to to make some other fighting games because you know there was the period of time where Street Fighter 4 was really good. Marvel came out was really good and then cross Tekken happened, right? And then you know that was obviously, you know, whether you like the game or not, it failed. It bombed, right? It just didn't do well for multiple reasons. And you know, they bit off a little more than they can chew. Now, do I think it was a mistake because Street Fighter Cross Tekken was still very Street Fighter and 4 existed? Yeah, that was probably more of a problem than anything. And so if they did do a thing where it was literally Street Fighter, then Darkstalkers, which is their anime game style thing where just things are going crazy. And then Rival Schools came out and that became like some crazy tag team shenanigan game. And they were all very three very different games in spirit. Yeah, I think I think we could I think we have something there, basically.
1: What I just want to avoid is a situation where it's a new game regularly and they just don't support it for very long. So it would be cool with me if there were multiple games that they came out with. Yeah, you bring up an example. And in the chat, folks are talking about that. Bandai even does the development on Smash. So, like, they have multiple games, even yep. four games, I guess, in a way. They, they publish uh, DBFC. So, yeah, I would, I would be okay with that. There have been stretches where Capcom's done that well. I just... Look, as much as I love NRS's games, I really didn't like the fact that they would come out with the game and it would be there for two years, and then we'd move on to the next one. I wanted... I wanted long-term support. I hope that's what we're getting in MK11 now. Right? There haven't there has been an announcement of a new game, so they're already like beyond the schedule from you from pre- previous probably. times. It' true, but yeah, I mean that's what I that's what I hope anyway. I want I want this to be long-term support. So that's that's it. Other than that, like I don't have a strong right. reference here.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the problem I, was I just, that I, every time NRS came out with a new game, they just stopped supporting the other. Well, game. I mean
1: certainly like the scene could have kept playing. MK or could have kept playing Injustice. Some people did. Like those games are still Mm -hmm. actually still have pretty significant scenes. You can go back to MK Nine and Injustice One. There's still people playing those games online. So you know it it kind of did, but the scene in general, competitive scene anyway, definitely moved on. That's that's just what I want to avoid. Like it would be a bummer, even if it was a series that I didn't really care about. I don't have any history with Rival School. Never, not a game that I've played. If that game comes out, I it would be a bummer, even if I wasn't playing it. For Rival Schools fans, if it was the game that was supported for just a couple of years, like the phrasing of this is, should they try to diversify with their IPs and make more games with smaller life cycles? Yeah, I just, I wouldn't want the smaller life cycles, right? Like I would want each game to be Mm -hmm. supported well, for the scenes to enjoy it, and for for them to do as as good as they can, and for the games to be supported and survive for a while. I mean, right now, some fighting games are... What would you say, half a dozen-ish years is about where they max out. Maybe maybe Tekken's a little bit older than that at this point. But, like, there's not, typically is isn't that much more than that. But that's that's fine. It's better than just a couple years. Uh, or, I mean, in the case of Injustice 2, the scene kind of was moving away from it at, like, 1.5 years even, which I was really disappointed about. So that's that's something I don't want to see. But, yes, I'm cool with Capcom and any other developer making multiple games at one time if the games are good.
0: Right, and if they try to support them for a long time, I agree with you yeah, that the... yeah that's,
2: that's that's my caveat too. It's yeah, we need to support that. Whole... Like I, said, like I said they have to treat them all equally. Right, yeah. give them all you know a nice length, a nice like, length of support.
0: I
1: mean, like it's not it's not really the case that Bandai's doing that, right? Like their mm-hmm. Tekken's definitely the favorite child. Yeah, when it comes I mean, to Tekken or Caliber.
0: We don't have any idea if there's going to be a season three in Soul Calibur. Still, you know, what I mean, we're we're kind of suffering over here.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, anyway.
0: Yeah. the the, the part the, the the caveat in the question about having side games with shorter life cycles. I mean, I just think it would just depend on the player base. If the players keep playing it, you know, just keep developing content for it why not you know and that's the thing so just make a good game give it good rollback (laughs) netcode and uh see how well it thrives you know support it and do do your best now you know it's gonna vary from game to game like you said but still you know yeah let's go for it
1: all right anything else to say on this one nope (laughs) We move on. Let's go to community stuff. Ooh. Do you see what we're talking about there on the top? Combo breaker. Never Look alive. Of Never heard of it. It's a tournament that happens up in the Chicago area where you uh, you have been occasionally. I, yeah, I've, I've been to every been single to like one. been to, every single one. Yeah. 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 Uh, been so been. the announcement came out today that they're doing an event called Look Alive powered by astro gaming and this is the tweet says a two-day showcase special produced in collaboration with many of the online organizers and content creators who kept us together during the global pandemic james while i talk about this can you put that amazing art onto the internet here wow
2: do you have it in on the, link? the internet i think it's already on the internet
1: it's absolutely on the internet and hopefully soon it will be on our internet too
0: <laughs> do you have on it our worldwide web yeah it's right there oh there it is so
1: like literally right there yeah, okay. Uh, So, there's not a ton more information about this. You can go to combobreaker.org. They have a little bit more info. It's in collaboration with, like it says, a lot of the people who have been keeping the scene going. So, like, Mm -hmm. Next Level Battle Circuit, Wednesday Night Fights, uh, Online Local, The House of Chaos, Jazzy Circuit. Like, there's a ton of names in there, and I'm definitely not going to be able to get to all of them. Because, honestly, like, it's a ton of different stuff. It's people who are doing basically every game genre every like individual game even and it's super super cool i love the idea of that there's so and then, many
0: groups in here
1: <laughs> there's I mean, honestly so many groups in there and then a little bit more info came from rick who of course runs combo breaker and what he said in a tweet is we're mashing up money matches documentaries scratch routines combo vids skits interviews merch drops live event announcements, and more to show love for everyone's efforts these past two years and start tuning up for the years ahead. So there's a lot of cool stuff there. That sounds pretty interesting, right?
0: I mean, yeah. r- nope. Rick always comes up with the really, really interesting, innovative, creative stuff so i'm eager for this to see how this is gonna go and and such i mean he even just put out a tweet a while ago like what are your favorite combo videos so you know i guess he'll
2: have a combo video showcase uh there as well yeah i think maj is actually listed on the poster he should be because uh Mm. maybe we'll get a new a new maja combo video that'd be
0: sick well i mean the the question the way way it was asked sounded like it's gonna be uh older combo videos that you know we've seen before but i I don't know if he makes a new thing that'd be awesome but combo videos are not easy to make man
1: (laughs) super cool art right there so this is the weekend of may 19th no 29th and 30th there you go the weekend, so please Memorial look forward Day to weekend. that. Like Memorial Day weekend. weekend, as per usual. Yeah, it'll be streamed on Team Spooky. Okay. Also, Discord. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about Discord? It's a big I program. Heard about it. I hear about it right now through my ears as you're talking to me through Discord. They had talked about getting bought by Microsoft, right? There was a news article about that, and that didn't end up happening. But they're now with Sony. So Sony gets a minority investment in Discord, and integration will start next year. They had a little blog post on it. Not a ton of info, so it's not. you can't really say exactly what this is going to entail, but like, presumably like chatting and stuff you could probably do on PlayStation in the future. So what they said, pretty short, is our goal is to, including this, our goal is to bring the Discord and PlayStation experiences closer together on console and mobile starting early next year. Allowing friends, groups, and communities to hang out, have fun, and communicate more easily while playing games together.
2: Yeah, I, I, I imagine that um, after Fortnite was a big success for crossplay for Sony, that they're probably looking into other ways to make crossplay work. And mm-hmm. what better way than taking the biggest gamer, you know, chat platform, partnering with them, allowing you to like. Tag your PSN ID to your hmm. um, your Discord ID, and now you can talk between PlayStation and PC. That's what I imagine they're going for. And I also, I'm just like, you know, using my own intuition. I'm assuming that maybe the Microsoft deal didn't go through because Microsoft wanted to buy out Discord. Right. They just wanted to absorb it. I, maybe right. Sony was like, we'll give you some money. You guys still do what you're doing. Here's some money and let's work together rather than a complete <laughs> buyout. Maybe d- the Discord guys like that better, you
1: know? That makes sense. It's a- almost a little bit like how what Sony has part of Evo now, right? Like they're right. they're the the stated stuff anyway. Is not that they're going to be like taking over? It's only Sony games now. It's just that they have a hand in it, and right. that that's cool. I'm down. And w- what I'm most hoping for is that each game will just like have a link to a mm, Discord in yeah. it. Because right now. As we've often talked about, it is sometimes a mystery as to, like, whether there's a Discord for a certain game or how to get involved. And if you just were to go to a game and there's a little, like, sidebar in it where it's like, here's the Mortal Kombat Discord, that would be great. If you could just have a way to get in directly, I feel like that would do a better job at bringing people into the community. My goal, obviously, and our goal is, like, some of those hopefully will be competitive players. Maybe we get a bigger FGC out of it. Yeah, I, that, I, I, I,
2: I, I just want to say I hope that's not a requirement of
1: every game moving forward from Sony. Mm. Because, oh, to have Discord integration?
2: Yeah, well, because some games like you don't need a community for. Uh, and two, just imagine being an indie dev trying to hire someone to watch your Discord and mod your Discord for you <laughs> when you, you know your game sells 500,000 copies all of a sudden. Right. And now you need, like, mod for your Discord. You need community managers. You're creating all these jobs they can't afford to pay
3: for. Yeah.
2: So I really hope that's not a requirement, but an option they can have. Yeah. I mean, if, if they can do that
0: and, like, Capcom has a Street Fighter V Discord and then, you know, it has... Like, just channels for each of the characters automatically, but then people can post, oh, well, there's actually a fan-generated Rose-specific Discord here that you can check out. I think that That would would be be so important. I think that would be super important to help people because fighting games are not doing a good job teaching people how to play fighting games. But if at least you hook them up with the people who can teach you how to play fighting games... I think that's really, really important. The scary part, though, is that now everybody's going to be trying to jump into that Street Fighter thing and be like, check out my thing, check out my thing, check out my thing. You know what I mean? Like, it might be, it might get a little
2: crazy. Well, that's why I say you need modders. You need to hire people to watch over that stuff
1: 24-7. Yeah, because if it's just the PlayStation community, some people are talkative on PlayStation, right? But they're almost all jerks. Right, like all the people, <laughs> how of the messages that you've gotten on like random PlayStation, most of them are jerkery, right? Like, yeah. so if that's if it's easier for those people to just like directly talk with you on your Discord, for many of us, Discord is like a major communication platform now. I wouldn't necessarily want for like Joe Schmo who just did the fatality after teabagging me to be like, oh, I got your Discord as well, so <laughs> I. No, I don't,
2: <laughs> no. Well, I mean. Sony does a really good job on their privacy options with your your PSN ID. So I would imagine they would probably have that set so you don't have to share.
1: All right, cool, cool. Looking forward to that. We'll find out more news about that next year. Also, I just wanted to reiterate that Top Tier is a cool website that you should look at. They put a tweet out today uh, to just sort of remind folks they have a little bit new feature. So what they do, among other things, they have news and articles on there, but also they post online and local fighting game tournaments. That's something that they've been curating now for a while, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But now they have the ability for people to go on there and make their own. So you can create an account there. And if you have a local, which is something, you know, it's at least some parts of the world we can begin getting back to pretty soon, or just online, then you can go there, make it, people can search by game, they can search by location, and um, you know, pre- pretty good functionality in there. So. If you're looking for a tournaments to plan, or if you have one and you want to advertise it, that's a good spot. Top tier. Yeah.
0: So uh, I guess kind of. Well, I guess we can probably talk about this a little bit later on. But you know, just like for example, if we wanted to put down that we're gonna try to run the show, you can scrimmage again this Friday, we could try to announce it on top So, <laughs> but that it's is something a that good we, idea. Yeah, that is something that we're gonna try to do. This Friday, so I, I just have to sit down and get everything all set up for that. But hey,
2: James, can you set up the Smash EG for, for you? Can Scream
0: God? I wish it was that easy.
2: <laughs> I wish I could just be like,
0: but Smash.gg does not
1: let you do that. So, well, let's move on to the next little thing here uh, Battle Arena Melbourne announced for July hey. 9th through 11th. Bam! Yeah, now in Australia. They've been doing a killer job at beating COVID this whole time. They have concerts down there. They've been having locals. They, they're living their lives. So congrats to everybody involved in that. Uh, for July 9th and 11th, they'll have a fighting game tournament, a major coming back. Very cool.
0: Isn't it um, weird that it's actually turning out that California is doing the best like in COVID? Yes. Right? I mean, knock on wood
2: and everything, but that just blows my mind, to be honest with you. Hey, yeah. 59% of people in Minnesota have at least one shot.
1: Oh, that's great. That's good. Really good to hear. Yeah, I mean, we're we're working on it. And then the last bit of community news is, y'all remember that eSports certification thing from last week? Sure we talked really. all about yeah. that.
0: <laughs>
1: well, it wasn't just us talking about it. It was basically the entire eSports internet that was talking about it. And, like, everybody was like, this is not a good idea. Yes. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Um, and some people did that in less jerky ways. We had a pretty reasonable discussion about it, for example. Yep. But also, there are people who were major jerk faces about it, maximally. Um, you know, death threats and all sorts of wild stuff. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. So, you well, know, you know. Death threats, guys. Not at
2: all.
1: Not at all. Absurd. Absurd. But that did happen. Anyway, they're not doing it the same way anymore. So they basically retracted the esports certification test that they were doing. They said anybody who's been given who's given them money already gets their money back. They basically just pulled back entirely. And like my understanding is, may still continue to like think about how to approach this, but that if they do, it's going to be something quite different than than the test. And you know, I don't know if anything's going to happen on that front. I don't know how they're going to end up doing it if they do it. But the stuff that they had announced, not Mm -hmm.
2: happened. I I just know that I'm happy to announce that I did get my FGC eSports certification from Dr. Majin Obama. (laughs) Uh, 100% FGC eSports certified. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: again, the whole thing for me just comes down to we have the ability to create eSports from the ground up. Let's stop mimicking things that are were obviously, you know, could have been put down in good faith but turned into bad faith and I know again people who are trying to, who put together the esports cert weren't trying to do this in bad faith but let's just evaluate things carefully and let's, let's do things our own way, let's establish our own stuff, let's not call ourselves esports, let's call ourselves I mean let's do things that are actually good for our own selves and not piggybacking off of everything else
1: it's like part of the stated goal was let's make it so that esports has a better hiring path and doesn't end up just hiring jerks who have friends in the scene and, you know, are the same, just like white, white dudes, etc. cetera, that the esports scene is so full of over and over again. And, um, that while that's a goal that I think we all think is, is important, right? Diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. is important. Hiring is part of that, but also like, there's so many dudes in eSports who just are that right now, and you can just get rid of them. Like, you don't have to have <laughs> Thorn at everything, right? Like, yep. you just dump these. Like, they're there. Just get yeah. rid of them. And then,
0: and then the other problem, too, honestly, is that an eSports certification would honestly exacerbate that problem. It just it just would. Like, just by yeah. nature of it, it would probably make it worse in the end.
2: So,
1: I mean, I agree with you. We talked about that last time. Yeah. All right, that's it for this. Okay. Oh, move on. Moving on. Move on to the next one. There's only a little bit of game news to talk about. Game news. The most important probably. King of Fighters! Chris. Yeah. Chris is in the video game. He's there. A yeah. character who I learned about while seeing the trailer.
0: <laughs> I mean, like I said, the one of the reasons for that is because Chris hasn't really been in a mainline game since uh 97. They were only in Dream Match 98 in 2002 because KOF is usually pretty good about adhering to character deaths and having them not showing up and character story arcs like Daimon wasn't in one of the years because he was having a kid and he took the year off to raise the baby. <laughs> like, so he just didn't show up. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, but, you know, a uh, lot of people super happy to see him. Uh, obviously, we knew he was coming because they already hinted at CYS and everything. Shermie and Yashiro were already shown, so clearly this is the uh, you know Chris was going to show up. They didn't really have any hints on any sort of Orochi powers because Chris was the one that kind of got possessed and went crazy and such. But um, yeah, uh, a lot of people are happy to see him in there because uh, uh, CYS team was really really popular with a lot of people. So.
1: I believe you mean Team Orochi with Shermy and the other guy, Yashiro.
0: <laughs> they called Team Orochi. Their logo actually just says CYS.
1: So, mm-hmm. well, that's all hey, I bad, have to David. contribute. That uh, he looks fine.
0: You
1: know, I mean, he's got—he looks pretty speedy. Graphically, again,
0: I think that you know you can tell these characters that are brand new to the game. You know, not from 14. I think they look really good. Uh Shurumi, Yashiro, and Chris all look really, really nicely done. Better than, you know, a lot of the returning characters and such. So uh, I, I'm, I'm impressed with it. I, I like the way it looks.
1: Um, all right. They just <laughs> announced the new trailer. Not the t- new trailer. The new teaser.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: For KOF. This is a show weird a one. They're on Tuesdays. And then there's, like, here's the trailer the next day.
0: Yeah, this is a weird one. I have no idea what the heck this could possibly be.
1: It's two people, right?
0: Yeah, and it says the next fighter. Not fighters, the next fighter. I mean, uh, they
1: also used the phrase beat by to signify win streaks back in the day, so I don't know. Is that next fighter relevant?
0: (laughs) It's so weird, but like, could this potentially be a brand new character? Again, I'm gonna have to consult with SNK expert, you know, uh, Olaf, and see what his yeah. opinions on there are uh, for this. Uh, but it's. Do you not. have that on the on the stream right now? I just put it up and took it down. Oh,
1: okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just I couldn't see. Okay. Good.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. Because I was moving things to the other screen. You're right. You're right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all good. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Anyway, we'll see what that is. I guess tomorrow. Also, Project L, big news. We had talked about Project L because there were many rumors floating around. Well, uh, definitively, Tom Cannon, who's developing the <laughs> video game says, glad you're hyped for Project L. The game is on track with many more core systems in place, but we still have a ways to go. Please do not expect a beta, public or private, anytime soon and definitely not this year. We're planning a dev update for around the end of this year. To share more about the game until then, sit tight. So, basically, blowing up 100% of these rumors. Yeah. (laughs) Including the rumor that, like, people are going to go play it. (laughs) Like, he's, I guess, not even privately do they have a beta going. So,
2: there you go. You know, the longer they take, the less interested I am. I'm going to be retired by the time this game comes out.
1: (laughs) This game's definitely on the Half Life 3. Yeah,
2: dude. It's taken forever, and I just whatever at this point, man. By by the time the game comes out, Riot lets grassroots tournaments happen, and then Riot comes in and shuts it all down and takes over everything the people built, I'll be like 40. I'll be done with
1: fighting games. Oh, 40? There's no way you're going to be playing fighting games at 40. Who would do that? No, there's
2: not. I'm 33. That's seven more years. I'm not doing it. I'm done. Oh,
1: dude, let me tell you. I got like three or four more years, and I'm out, dude. When you're 40, you'll think back on the time when you were 33 and be like, Yesterday I went to a party like it, it will it will absolutely feel like it was literally the yesterday or the day before. Anyway, James I just, I James is gone. You have put him in the ground finally. <laughs> but look, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I, I just I feel like I'm living my life without thinking about Project L. Yes, I'm excited for it. I was excited for it last week because I thought that there was news. But now that I know that there's not news, it's like At some point, the big one's going to hit Los Angeles. But like I can't live all of my days being like, when's the big one going to happen? Like I have to just live my life. And at some point, it's going to happen. Okay. But I don't have any control over that. And I'll deal with that when it comes. That's kind of how I feel about Project L right now. It'll be cool when it comes. Hopefully, the opposite, to be clear, of how cool the big one will be, which will be negatively (laughs) cool. Hopefully, Project L is cool. But until that happens, yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, whatever. There's a lot of fun stuff to play and talk about right now. Yeah, pretty much. I
0: mean, uh, there's that Miyamoto quote, right? You know that that I quoted to Tom on Twitter. You know, you know, d- d- delayed a, a, a bad. You know, a, a game that you release now is bad forever, and then uh, a delayed game can be. You know, will eventually be good.
1: Now you can't I, get fooled again.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, basically, <laughs> at this point in time, of course, you know, with patches and stuff, you could make things better, but you know. Street Fighter V is in a wonderful condition. But man, can you imagine what would have happened if that game came out like it is now? <laughs> I mean, obviously not with the full roster and everything, but with that kind of care. Or even something like No Man's Sky? Is, is that what the game is called, I think? No Man's Sky? When it came out, yeah, it just has, awesome it had so much negative press to it. If it came out, you know, obviously they probably couldn't have updated it because they wouldn't have had the budget without releasing it at some point in time. But, you know, if these games came out...
2: What's that? They They needed the capital, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know, that's one of the tricky things. But, you know, the initial launch will always be a stain on these games. You know, Street Fighter V, I mean, after the first season... Like, I, I still feel like a lot of people who complain about Street Fighter V today are largely banking off of the stuff that they complained about in Season 1. You know, every character plays the same, you know. It's like, it's not really true anymore, <laughs> you know. So, that's how, that's how damaging those initial impressions can be.
2: Agreed. All right. Go for
1: Class. the sales. Lastly, yeah, there's just a bunch of sales going on. I'm not gonna read the entire list because there's like a thousand of them. But...
2: Oh one thousand. <laughs> uh,
1: but for both Steam and the PlayStation number four, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of sales going on right now. For fighting games, including other stuff. Alright, buddy. BBCF, BB Tag, Dissidia, Dragon Ball Fighters, Garo, Guilty Gear, Excered Rev 2, Jojo's, Kill A Kill. King of Fighters 14, Marvel wow. vs. Capcom You said that with so much disdain. <laughs> kill a kill. Uh, no, I didn't mean to say that. I'm just surprised. But anyway, that's, that's cool. Override 2, Super Mech League Ultraman Deluxe Edition, Samurai Showdown, Samurai Showdown Deluxe Edition, SNK Heroines, Soul Calibur 6, Tacket 7, Undernight. And then, oh, that was for PlayStation, actually. And then Steam, Arcana Heart, BB Tag, DBFZ. Fighting the X-Layer, Garo, Guilty Gear Extra Rev 2, Kill the Kill, KOF 98, Ultimate Match, King of Fighters 13, KOF 2002, Unlimited Match, Marvel Infinite, Multiple God, I'm only in the M's, all right, all right, seriously, <laughs> so so many games, there's a lot, it's better. there's so many games, hey, just, just check it out.
0: Mighty Sandwich says that the next Skullgirls DLC character will be shown on the 6th, which is a couple of days.
2: Cool, didn't know that, that's awesome.
1: Pretty sweet. All right, let's just briefly blitz through tournament results. Hey, you know what? There was, the, there was the second Capcom Pro Tour for the Caribbean West is the one that it was for. And it was won by MJ Gama out of Mexico. And he won it primarily using Kami, which means <laughs> that we have had two CPT events so far. And they have been won by Gama with Kami and Mago with Kim shout outs to Cammy White.
0: Yeah, I mean, but the thing about it is, does that mean that Cammy is too strong? Or does that mean that players with, you know, M-A-G and then another vowel in their name is too strong, right? I mean, that is definitely a possibility as well, so.
2: I don't think either is true. I think Cammy's fine. Everybody's whining, complaining.
1: <laughs> First of all, how would you know unless you've been playing Street Fighter V like every actually- day? Your favorite
2: I've actually, game. I've actually been playing Cami. I'm learning her. Top tier, baby. Let's go all the way. Yeah, I started playing her like yesterday.
1: <laughs> oh, no wow.
0: wonder you say you don't think that she's broken. I see how this no, is. No, no, no. I okay. think I do
2: think she's probably the best. But just because you're the best doesn't mean you're broken. <laughs> she's not broken. She's not broken. But yeah, she is honestly broken. one of the
1: strongest. And people.
2: she's basically the same since season one. If you don't ever fight Kami I know how to fight Cammy, you'll jesus Mm. Come on, man! That's on you. You're you're losing.
1: They did give her buffs though. Every time they nerf yeah, like, her or yeah, whatever, I mean, like they do really give her buffs too. Yeah, definitely you know.
2: good. Her buffs weren't super
0: significant this time though. So I mean, one was to try to make V Trigger two better, which still nobody is using. A couple of them were that one. The main yeah. one was honestly the counter hit towards
1: heavy kick. But yeah, knee bullet. Knee yeah. bullet's the one. Yeah, but that's Mortal not... Kombat Pro Competition North America number seven happened the east was won by hayate the west was won by wise gemini this is the second to last week before the finals week so it was the second to last chance to get points to make it into the finals and that means the next one's going to be the last chance and there are folks that are outside of it like sonic fox and dragon and ninja killer so if they want to get in they have one more chance and each one of them it's definitely good enough just to just show up and win. <laughs> and be like, all right, I'm in. Uh, so I wouldn't put that past any of them. But if they all three entered, that would actually be Super sick. So That's yeah. what I'm rooting for.
0: Yeah. Also, this past weekend was the Deus Ex Kylo 2, which I was able to help part of. Soul Caliber Tournament run by Sabin Deus. Uh, first one was run and uh, managed to get $3,400 in Match Arena. Uh, donations. This one ran wow. and got over $4,000 uh, in match prize money. So that was really, really cool. Excellent tournament. Like most of the best Soul Calibur players in, in the North America region uh, entered and play Was won by Novo, uh using Song Minah. And I would like to point out that the last big uh, Soul Calibur event I commentated was the NLBC year one anniversary in which Noah won that tournament so uh I think I'm his lucky charm so I think I deserve a cut of his prize pool that he got from Deus Ex Kylo. I think that is um uh, I think that is uh, you know a good idea I think I think it's the bump the Jay Chenzor bump. <laughs> No, honestly, it was really, really good. He defeated Zefkai in grand finals. Zefkai, largely considered one of the best in the United States right now, uh, just really, really, and again, just showing how good of a state the game is in, just balance wise and stuff. It was run all on Parsec, so Parsec Ooh. community doing cool things for Soul Calibur.
1: Very good work in play, the play, play, Smash World. Play, Tour. play
0: Soul Calibur. It's a good game. Play,
1: play it. It is a good game. Everybody thinks it's a good game. Smash World Tour, N.A. Southwest Online. Qualifier was won by Send with Ness and Steve. Also, Fight says that Japanese players say that Kami got buffed because they moved to PC, which allowed them to hit confirm crouching medium kick better, <laughs> which is an interesting take. So interesting. whenever we eventually go back to offline play, that's still going to be PS4. Like It's not going to be the case that we're going to be playing PC offline mm. in tournaments because it's just a hassle. So she's gonna get nerfed eventually. Heads up everybody. Alright, that's it. That's all I got. That's such an interesting Mail take.
2: Mailbag.
1: Huh. Wait, what are you saying, James?
0: No, I just saying that's such an interesting take, the the ability to confirm off of crouching medium kick single hit confirm with her more consistently. That's actually like that, I mean that can make it a do. big difference for her for sure.
1: Showbiz says the game has been on PC since twenty sixteen. That's true. In 2016, every version of the game had bizarre input lag, so they fixed yep. that at some point. And I think the Japanese scene just wasn't playing on PC. I, I was playing on PC yeah, the whole time. I
2: would going say, say most people were playing on PS4 back then. Yeah. And yeah. also, you know, if you're a competitive player, you play on whatever the tournaments play
1: exactly, on. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So in this year, when there's there are no tournaments offline, uh, yeah, a lot of people switch to PC. Yep. All right. Let's get to that there mailbag. Number one, Fighting Funk long on Twitter asks If you could pick one movie and change the cast to Muppets except one human actor, which movie would it be and who would be the one human actor? <laughs> wow.
0: Oh, man. Look, all right. I'll, since nobody else seems to have an answer, uh, there was this old Oscar bait movie that came out a long time ago called Cold Mountain that had uh, Jude Law, Nicole Kidman, and Renee Zellweger in it. And uh, there was a lot of famous cameos in it. And the thing that always made it really, really funny to me was that, you know when you watch the Muppet movies, whenever a famous cameo shows on, it shows the person from behind, and then they turn around, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's Tim Conway, you know, kind of thing like that, right? So... Uh, They kept doing that in that movie called Cold Mountain, and I always wanted them to make a movie called Cold Muppet in which uh, Miss Piggy plays both the Renee Zellweger character and the Nicole Kidman character. So literally, when the scene they're talking to each other, she would just walk back and forth and, like, communicate with each herself and do the prim, you know, Miss Piggy voice for Nicole Kidman and then the gruff one for the Renee Zellweger character and stuff like that. So that's my answer.
1: You've thought about this... Before this question? <laughs> what? What? talking about Like right specific, out. absolutely most specific situation I've ever heard yeah, somebody it. have a ready answer for. Yeah, that nobody, is incredible.
0: And nobody even remembers this movie existed either. Never, me, never heard of it. You have no reason to ever think that, know that this movie existed because it was not a good movie despite being a uh, Oscar bait.
1: Well, I've never heard the term Oscar bait either, but I think I understand what it means. My answer to this is... That I would have Star Wars be played entirely by Muppets. Except the one actor in it would be Kazmer. And this is my choice because he thinks Star Wars is terrible. And I just would relish the idea of seeing him struggle through his lines playing. In fact, specifically, it has to be Episode 2. And he's playing Anakin. And he has the conversation with Muppet Padme as they're rolling around in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> see, that would be actually I, the best. I would
0: actually agree with all that, except I'd want Kazimer to play Yoda because then that would completely shift the the Muppet and human ratio, basically. So, you know, he would have to play Yoda and he would have to ride the back of Muppet Luke Skywalker, basically.
2: <laughs> oh, I like boy. to see Diehard. Die, die Hard. This is the only human. That would be cool. <laughs> I would like to
1: see Die Hard. Yeah. Okay, but who's but which one's the human?
2: Just Bruce Willis. He's
0: okay. I just want to see the I, puppet. I, I, I just want to see on. this What was that you said? Oh, that's right. yippee ki yay motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: would be so good. It would be so good. Uh, All right, I like that one. All right, on Twitter as well. Osohe Ghosts asks who do you think the real identity of Joe Biden, the Guilty Gear Chip player is? I don't have any insight on this. But do wait, you guys... see,
2: wait, what? <laughs> I, don't I did know. not run into Joe Biden, guilty so the Guilty Gear Chip player.
1: The only thing I've heard about this situation is that there's some mystery person who's been entering tournaments online and doing really well named Joe Biden, and they played Chip. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I know. I don't have any info for the other I mean, wasn't
0: uh, who, who, didn't wasn't there also the mysterious Ryu player in that one Wednesday Night Fights that one, oh, one time?
1: Oh, you mean Vi or John Choi, one of those? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It wasn't Vi. It wasn't Vi, but it, it might have been Vi. John Choi. It might have been John Choi, yeah. But I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if John Choi just entered a random ass Street Fighter V tournament and won?
1: Not at all. That would be crazy, dude. I could totally see that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah mm-hmm. why are we assuming it's not the real Joe Biden? Hmm? Uh,
2: Listen, Jack. <laughs> Joe Biden doesn't have time for that. All right, his first 100 days in office—you know what he did? He did a lot. Okay, I can't name any of it, but he did a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, no, but seriously, like we do have vaccines, so that's kind
1: of—that's true. They yeah. did. That is a good thing.
2: I'm more interested in little bussy man than Joe Biden, the chip player.
1: <laughs> James continues to have no idea. What this is about. I'm
2: way, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust I'm gonna bust little pussy man's ass in Guilty <laughs> Gear Drive when it comes
1: out. You will try. You will try. All the way in Japan. Listen here, Jack. He's he's got a lot of good Bidenisms. There's a lot of silly stuff out there. Fat Cat on Twitter asks, mm-hmm. which of these would you prefer to deal with? Taking a headbutt from Mario Mario? Or getting slapped across the face from Donkey Kong. I would absolutely take the head, but I don't think Mario is gonna be nearly as devastating as getting slapped by Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's a huge gorilla. Mario is oh. a small human.
2: From oh. Mario puts his hand in the air. Exactly and he jumps his head, yeah. crashes the bricks. Yeah. And the bricks break. Yeah. Mario's never died from this. He does it repeatedly. He but that's his that's his hand. Yeah, he's no, not he actually headbutting. It's he actually hand first.
1: But he's then it goes donk.
0: Actually has never hit it with his head. He's always I,
1: it's, been, that's what I'm saying. It's been right. his
0: hand. It's always been his hand. He's always supposed it, to be man. hitting things with his hand.
1: I don't so think he's got a strong dog. I don't think so. Mm. I see, what I think happens is that he punches through them and then they don't fall on a set. He punches them and they go. They, they're out of here. They're on the other plane that's next to him in their 2D world. It's no longer on his plane. So I think, I think his headbutting abilities I wouldn't respect. I would absolutely rather take that than the Donkey Kong slap.:
2: Yep, I mean you' slapped by a gorilla, so I'm with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be the worst. Subatar on YouTube asks, "What's your funniest story of personal injury? Wow. <laughs>
2: Uh, none, I don't think any of that shit was funny.
1: No, that hurt. Mm. okay, what was what what one hurt the most, but tell it like it was a funny story.
2: I I uh I was at a buddy's I was in a buddy's bachelor party. I was standing up in his wedding and he had a stretch hummer. and we had all been drinking. of course, you know, we get out, we're going to the casino. The stretch hummer had like three steps and then you touch the ground. I walked down these three steps completely normally. As Soon as my foot hit the ground, my back was thrown out. So my answer was, I'm not going to bail on the bachelor party. This is the first time I ever had back pain in my life, by the way. Like that was the moment my back decided, fuck it. So I, I was like, well, I'm not going to bail on the bachelor party. I'm going to rally through. So I got wasted, wasted, dumb, dumb, wasted. And then I woke up the next morning screaming in pain. Like, oh, my no. yells of pain woke me because wow. I, was, I couldn't move. I, I woke up in, like, a chair. I had no idea what happened the night before. Uh, and my back hurt so bad that I, I abs- if I moved any, any muscle whatsoever, I was in excruciating pain. That's my funny story of self That admitting. sounds
1: hilarious. It was terrible. It was the worst. It sounds like probably everybody was cracking up. Yeah, they were, no. I don't <laughs> ah, think. this guy. Oh, yeah. Tupperware. He's always a kidder with his horrible screams and yelps. Ah, oh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, come on Yeah, that was so. Yeah, that's that's it. Sounds like a blast. Uh, for me, the answer is hard to pick, not because there were too few, but because boy, there's been a lot. Um, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go with number one, which was. which just the only reason I'm doing it is because it make you made me think about it. Uh, it was when I was playing football in the field in middle school and it was lunchtime. My buddies and I always played football in lunchtime. I really enjoyed it. And I was playing defense at the time and dude threw the ball and I went up to try to intercept it. I was covering my friend who had jumped up as well. And when I landed, my foot landed in one of the many, many gopher holes. That oh, all over the you place told in the story. Field. Yeah,
0: you told the story.
1: <laughs> and uh, it was probably broken. But then my friend who I was covering, who was way bigger than, than the rest of us, he was probably like 5'10 in eighth grade or something. Like he was oh, a really big guy. A monster. He was a huge dude. He didn't end up being huge. It was just he got his growth spurt really, early. And anyway, he, his foot also came down in that hole, but after mine and so it what may have been a break became like just an explosion and uh into five pieces and i and i heard somebody screaming this was the sensation of it <laughs> i i was i was made aware that somebody was screaming and uh, i didn't know who it was and then i like looked down and um you know some, something pretty terrible was happening i could tell <laughs> so uh i yeah, I mean, I don't remember it super well because you know the brain like shuts out super traumatic stuff like that, and I didn't remember some parts of it for many years. But um, like the entire school came running over to see what had happened. Like hundreds of people that mm-hmm. came over to see. I this, mean,
0: did it this, turn this out that this kid had
1: screamed so loudly from did, the field?
0: Right, that's what I was about to say. Did it turn out that the person screaming was you? <laughs>
1: Yes, the person <laughs> screaming was me, uh, for sure. It wasn't quite a compound fracture, meaning like the bone hadn't didn't quite break out of the skin, but it didn't do that by just a couple of millimeters. It was oh, almost geez. entirely through. Oh. And now, which is twenty six years later, it still hurts all the time. Hurts right now as I'm standing here. So that was that was a bummer. It was hilarious, right? That was yeah. a good story. Uh, I thought, for yeah, for sure, dude. There I was on the way to the hospital in the back of my mom's van as they had taken out the they took out the back seat so I could lie down in it so we didn't need to go through the expense of having a, uh, a an ambulance come the
3: ambulance,
1: yeah. so there I am hanging on the back seat and I'm like wow you know this is it's really terrible uh and my friend had carried me to the back seat and as he put me down he was like hey hey are, are you okay? And I was like, this actually was funny. I was like, I, no, James, I'm not okay. Like, I, <laughs> did you see what happened? Like, I do remember that happening, at least. His name was also James. Yeah. Uh, and and there, there I was like, in the back James seat not. being like, well, I'll never be able to play hockey again. That was actually my first concern. I couldn't, that I, and then I did. But in playing hockey, I also blew up um, a wrist and chest and shoulders and, you know. So,
0: maybe,
1: maybe I should have just stopped, yeah, in retrospect. I was anyway, sure that's my, trying to retire. It's my hilarious story.
0: I mean, for me, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm i thinking of all these random injuries that I've had that have not been pleasant. Uh, first time I went to Hawaii, I went to a hiking trail by myself, and I accidentally dislodged my toenail while I was hiking because I tripped trying to find a waterfall. I eventually found the waterfall and was able to wash off all the blood off my toe on that one. Uh the funniest one that I probably have, I don't know if it counts because I'm not sure I was injured, but it was in elementary school. I was playing on the monkey bars. And I slipped and fell and I fell between, you know, you know how the monkey bars have those little skinny paths that you can fall in, that you can climb around in. I slipped and hit my head on this bar over here, which bounced me off to hit the other bar over here, which bounced me off to hit the other, the, the first bar again, which bounced me to hit the, I mean, I literally went like that and fell through. And the uh, yard teacher actually, the, you know, the yard, the yard duty lady actually came up and was like, took me to the, 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 the nurse instantly. And then she's like, we're sending you home. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, but I feel fine. <laughs> like, I actually am okay. So in that instance, it was actually a legitimate situation of it's a good thing I hit my head. Otherwise, I would have actually been injured. And may explain a lot of things about me to this day.
1: <laughs> Dang, that's wild. Yeah. Oh, I told the ankle one recently. Oh, I yeah, yeah, you know. did.
0: Like, like last episode or the one before. Oh, so bomber. Yeah. Okay.
4: There oh, I was.
1: After hard. probably six years of not playing hockey because my shoulder hurt so much, and one of my friends convinced me to play hockey with him again. So. We took a road trip because we were going to play in like a little... Is this like, a painful story? Band.
0: Because we don't... We, it's okay if you told the story. I don't need a new painful story.
1: So yeah. I'm all hopeful, right? Wow, I've been working out a lot lately. My shoulder feels a lot better. This is going to be great. I'm having a fun time playing with my friends, playing hockey. We hadn't played together for several years because of this. And then literally on shift one, shift one of what was going to be a three-game road trip... Um, I got checked into the boards with my shoulder up like that, and I immediately left the game. Um, my shoulder felt like it exploded. Uh, it, it it immediately felt like I just, you know, I was playing hockey with one with one arm, right? The other one was basically a limp noodle, and so I. I Took myself out of the game. I later, though, went back into the game for the final two periods because I think the adrenaline got to me and I was like, I can do this. It's going to be cool. So I went back into the game and, you know, on my very first shift back in, I got checked into the boards with my shoulder up and uh, (laughs) I actually left the game at that point. And later that night, uh, as we were, like, sleeping in the hotel room, (laughs) uh, I really, really thought that I needed to go to the hospital. <laughs> I was really thought I needed to go to the hospital, but
4: All I was right.
1: like, you know, maybe I, maybe I don't need to go to the hospital. And I'll just see how it is in the morning. But part of my brain was like, you should really go to the hospital, and I didn't go to the hospital. Good job. And uh, I played in the next game. So anyway, I was not super smart as a younger younger man. And there are certainly reasons for why I ended up having all these injuries, including the fact that I went back and played games right away when I definitely shouldn't have.
0: Well, not. I'm gonna I'm gonna read another excerpt here from David's uh, Avatar fan fiction over here. Oh, you
1: Are you trying to oh, hurt uh, me again? I woke up
0: and I realized that my foot had shattered. You see, I was playing football and there were gopher holes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, are we Uh, done here? No, we're not. If you could relive... Michael Dimitro asks on YouTube, if you could relive a a certain tournament moment at once, what would it be, and would you do anything differently in that moment that you could relive? Um, Maybe in that hockey tournament, I wouldn't have (laughs) held my shoulder up and gotten checked into the boards twice in a single game. It's probably one thing I'd do differently. (laughs)
2: Hmm. Um...
1: Nah, I like my moments the way they are. I think, I respect that. I think that's really a really cool take on this. Yeah, like, you could, you need, the thing the thing, the thing about questions like this is you need to have gone through the thing to have learned what you should do differently next time. So going back and doing the thing differently means you haven't learned the lesson, in fact. Just like James has never learned about the fact that his cats have long uh, <sighs> Just never learned about that. God, even though he's a funny by it injury story, right billion there. times.
0: I was. We- I'm wearing shorts, and she just jumped all and climbed on my
1: leg with no shorts. Ugh. Sure did. God. Sure did. That's a good girl. Ouch. Anyway, you gotta you gotta learn by taking these L's. You know, I don't want to give up those L's. Those L's are important to me.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. Except. Pro- probably don't do the shoulder thing. I mean, are they asking in terms of uh, playing or commentating? I just not, not mention whatever you would prefer to say here. Right.
0: I mean, that's the question right there, right? I mean... Uh, it's hard to say. You I mean, even from a commentary standpoint, like I would like to say that I would almost kind of like to do the Tokido moment over again and not cry, but like I think people like the cry. No, right? so, no, no way! Cry. What are you
2: talking about? Yeah,
0: come <laughs> on. So, Bad call. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really have anything necessarily
1: good work everybody we got one last one it's from artemis on discord she submitted this to me like a couple weeks ago and i kept forgetting all right it's very long so stick with me genetic engineers at johns hopkins university have developed a so-called super gorilla though the animal cannot speak it has a sign language lexicon of over twelve thousand words and an iq of almost 85 and most notably a vague sense of self-awareness oddly The creature, who weighs 700 pounds, becomes fascinated by football. The gorilla aspires to play the game at its highest level and quickly develops the rudimentary skills of a defensive end. ESPN analyst Tom Jackson speculates that this gorilla would be borderline unblockable and would likely average six sacks a game. Although Jackson concedes, the beast might be susceptible to counters and misdirection plays. Meanwhile, the gorilla has made it clear he would never... Intentionally injure any opponent. You are the commissioner of the NFL. Would you allow this gorilla to sign with the Raiders? No. Thanks for the question. That's the good one.
2: Absolutely (laughs) not. No.
1: You don't trust this gorilla who has a vague sense of self awareness?
2: It's not about trust. Sports are for humans. So, only humans get to play in those leagues. What about what? I don't think there's there's any rules about that. What about Air Bud? What about about
0: Air Bud? He played basketball and then he played soccer in World Pup and then he played baseball in the seventh inning Fetch. What do you have to say about that?
2: Uh, Those are three different dogs that are actors in movies. I'm talking about a real-life hypothetical gorilla here. There's no way. that it, 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 yeah, It's not possible. No, There are absolutely. no rules against
1: non-humans playing. We just all assume that that is the rule because it's only there, humans There is absolutely
2: it. rules against wait, non-humans playing. You can absolutely train an elephant to rush through an offensive line at the snap of a ball. Do and not if there's the believe- elephant running at you... You're, you're, you're not ever going to complete a pass. You're not ever going to, you're done. I so do no. not believe so that
1: animals. I mean, there are the... no rules for sure in the NFL. Because partly, the,
2: an on. elephant wouldn't hang be on. good
1: because it can't actually hold a ball. It doesn't have hands to hold the That's ball.
2: Like your, he's playing defensive tackle. He's
0: playing hang on, hang on.
1: He's, he's, not, he's slow to start. This is
0: important here. Mario 1080p says that Air Bud has also played football and volleyball. What were the names of those movies? Like, I need to know what pun they use for those because I spent a lot of times, <laughs> like I just put on Twitter, my pun attempts at Airbud playing esports, right? Like Airbud, Bud, Callie Duty, right? Uh, Air Bud, Leash of Legends, right? Uh, Call of Duty, Rover Watch golden re- receiver that's right i remember golden receiver now what was the volleyball one what could you possibly do for volleyball golden receiver that's good but yeah rover watch leash of legends and uh collie duty
1: those are good those spikes
2: are good. back that's terrible
1: that's, that's not bad. even trying. He another
2: good point too animals cannot legally sign contracts that's true I
0: mean, oh. it's like when, uh, what was it? You know, the the, the the horror movie, Frosty the Snowman movies, when he came out, right? Uh, I forgot what they were called. Uh, the first one, the tagline was like, he's chilling and killing, right? And then the second one was, he's icing and slicing. And then me and my friends were all, okay, if there was... Jack Frost, there you go. We were like, if there was a third movie... What the hell would you say? Like, what's the new tagline? And I came out with, he's Frostin' and Acostin'.
1: Pretty good. There you go. You got some good ones today. Yeah. Nice work. There you go.
0: Nothing to do with the Anyway,
1: B-line. this gorilla... <laughs> see, I think it depends on how self-aware it is. I'm not opposed to having an aware gorilla in the NFL. I think, I think I'm not opposed to that. In a world where granted a gorilla attains like a human level intellect. Yeah, why not? I don't I don't see any particular reason not to allow that. I don't know that it, it would even be good. Literally
2: crush bones with the strength of its grip. I mean like
0: would you if you knew, like let's just say the the, the, the comic version of the Sokovia Accords existed. And let's say there was someone like a Superman who had superhuman strength that you knew about in high school would you let them play in football if he promised oh, no. not to break anybody's bones
1: i definitely once would again, not i would not allow superman
2: once again it's for humans and that that's that's an alien so you allow, okay well if it's not necessarily doesn't have to like, spider-man right
0: he can jump higher he's stronger and everything that no that no way He's
2: man he got the spider
1: juice that's what sure. i 100 agree
0: so yeah. so you saying you're saying The gorilla, the the, the cognizant gorilla, you would let play, but not the actual person with human intelligence. Even though that
2: gorilla has a strength of like five to ten Exactly.
0: The gorilla is like a superhuman,
1: right? I just, I'm always on the opposite side of all of these superhero stories. I think superheroes, while the myths are awesome and I really love the stories, would be terrible to have in real life. I would not at all want somebody who had that kind of power. You're just
0: anti-superhero, then.
1: I'm 100% anti-superhero. Fact.
0: You wouldn't want someone who could save the city from us, huh?
1: No. No. I absolutely do not. I want us to do that. I don't need some bizarre weirdo with extra powers. No. No. In reality... I definitely think that real life superheroes would be more like the boys versions. Maybe not quite that nihilistic and weird, but <laughs> probably more towards that end. And I just, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I don't want to have those people.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, David is is Zemo, dude.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent,
0: David is Zemo. David is Zemo. Yeah. Take out all the super soldiers. Falcon and Winter Soldier was really good, by the way. Really, really good. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't no, watch I it because I don't care about the characters. You should watch it. You, you should watch it.
2: The characters are actually the best You should absolutely watch it. David, trust me. Yeah. You should watch it. Like, I would recommend
0: that over WandaVision, even though WandaVision was also super good, too. If,
2: so. if, if the show was called Regular Old Army Dude and some guy, I would still tell you to watch the show. Like, fuck the superheroes. Like, it's actually just a great show. Yeah. It talks a lot wow. about the stuff that you're, you're you're talking about here.
1: It does,
0: yeah. It How many does.
1: episodes is it? Six episodes, Six episodes of about an hour long. Minutes oh. oh. That's actually They're, pretty doable. Yeah. Very easy watch. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll do that then. You should do
0: that. You can't even possibly say that it's bad acting when one of the actors played a character so well that the actor got death threats on Twitter because people disliked his character that much. Like, yeah. that is some good acting, dude. <laughs> that is some amazing acting.
1: <laughs> well, all right, we did it. All right, that's it. Congratulations to the NFL's new gorilla superstar. <laughs> Thanks to Rachel for the question. That's it. That's it. Oh, we did it. LA County had zero COVID deaths two Ooh. days in a row. Wow. Dude, wow, it's the weirdest. That is thing. amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, you briefly referenced it earlier, but LA was like the world capital of COVID deaths mm-hmm. for a while. Just a few months ago, and now two days in a row of zero, which is amazing. I mean,
0: we're doing a pretty good job of getting vaccinated, and crazy enough, people are doing a pretty good job wearing masks and, and stuff your, like that. Uh, around what's here.
2: your second shot, James?
0: Uh t- true story, this is going to be very weird. Uh, I'll be fine the next time I do commentary for Capcom Pro Tour the first night. (laughs) The second night, if I show up and I'm commentating and I'm about to die, you'll know why. (laughs) Because I will have gotten my second shot that afternoon. (laughs) So a couple of weekends. good luck. Not this weekend, but the next weekend. So it might be pretty scary for me.
1: Good luck. Also, yeah, 16 bit. There's a lot of people who like that game who are ass, unfortunately, as you know better than most. All right, let's get out of here. Congrats, everybody. It was another show. We did it. And uh, if
0: Casmer's watching, put the birds, keep the birds in the video because people yeah. want birds. Bird them. Yeah, people, birds.
1: Yeah, come on, buddy. Buddy. Poor Kazmer. <laughs> <laughs> we all, he's, he's a good fella. We like that guy.
2: Oops, you guys one, can't hear One the br- day, there, you go. there was a guy, he was named Casmer, and he was like, I, if it's popular, I hate it. And now I edit videos.
1: But he's maybe like a secret genius, though? It's weird. That's
3: yeah, true.